What's up, Miles? Yo, Brian. What up? What up? What's uh? What, what do you think the over under is on today's uh on 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 getting some, I don't know, some sirens on my end, uh, maybe some fire alarms. Uh, what, what's yeah? How what's, are you gonna top that? What, I don't know. What would I, be the next? What would be the next tier? Like if if, if sirens was a Pokemon yeah. and it evolved into fire alarm, what would be like the third? I mean, you guys can Pokemon. see. You can, you can see out my window now. So I'm assuming a nuclear blast. <laughs> occurring behind me as we just watch the smoke billow toward my window and eventually take me out. I think that's the logical next step. And honestly, that'd be pretty epic. I mean, I'm ready. Like that's you how I, that's how I want to go. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I thought about that as well. But you know, because when when it, this is going to get really dark, if there's going to be a nuclear bomb, you want to be as close to the bomb as you as you can be. Like I want to literally headbutt it just before it hits me. Like. Mm. Nice. You know, I think that's the way to go. That's how I'd like to go. I mean, do you, do you want a visual record of it? Like, do, do you want like your viewers to be like, oh, he was he, he was talking about empathy, uh, and then like he he got through the syllable M, and he just never finished the word because he had butted a uh, an explosion. A nuke. Yeah, nuke, that'd be pretty, that'd be epic. Yeah. I mean, it make a good it make a good profile photo for your uh, your social media. Oh, nice. I don't know how much use it would be after that though. I mean, I, I hope that you would take over my socials if uh, if a nuclear bomb <laughs> took me out. I'm sure there's a way of faking it. I don't think we'll have to do it for real, but who knows? Well, All right. right. Well, that's cool. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be searching that afterwards on uh on ChatGBT. Yeah, do now, a uh, he, a man headbutt in a nuke. <laughs> but now you've given up the ghost. People know it's fake because they've watched this show. No, yeah. Nobody watches this show. Who are we kidding? Oh All right. <laughs> Since no one's watching, you want to get the show started? Yeah, let's do it for ourselves. Let's go. This is PSVR Gamescast Live. We film live every single Monday, Wednesday, and Two Eyes Friday right here on YouTube. We do it live, 6 p.m. Eastern, for your viewing pleasure on YouTube. That's for your viewing pleasure. Don't forget, though, we also care about your oral pleasure. That's why our good friend Rypop puts this thing up on podcast services of your choice. That's for the ASMR listeners out there. They really like the, the guttural tones of deep, masculine, pronoun caring about men. <laughs> I did, I did like that in your review. I, I, I made a joke about pronouns, and so many people got mad. <laughs> like, whoa! All right, well then, uh, I guess I guess we'll stop making jokes on this channel because can't fucking handle it. Yeah. My name is Brian Powell from this channel right here. I was just telling Miles before the show. I'm gonna try not to be confrontational today. I'm gonna start not to try not to start any fights in the chat because I've been like so. I've been irritable, and I've been kind of like angry, and that seeps into the show, and like. Part of depression is like, uh, you know, self-destruction, you know, tearing yourself down and, and, and making sure that you're doomed to fail, which is where all of this comes from. Uh, so uh, if, if I've pissed anybody off, well, apparently it was intentional. All up here. Well, solidarity, Brian, because I've been depressed this week. So, uh, yeah, go us. This will be a really depressing show. Is, is that the sale we're going for today? <laughs> I mean, I think that's I think that's sort of the, uh, the the story arc of the channel. So, like, I don't think this is off topic or off brand for us at all. Uh, and it does make me feel really dumb when uh, <laughs> when, I, when I talk about me being depressed because uh, it's like you fucking you got you got laid off this week. It's like um, you, you've got you've got you've got real things to be depressed about. Um, no, I don't. I don't do any of this stuff about 
you like the uh what would it be called like the depression olympics now <laughs> you should be more depressed than me like pain's relative if you're depressed you're depressed and stuff like that um but yeah much love to everyone and actually funny enough i did get this morning um confirmation that um i am now a qualified mental health first aider because i did a two-day course oh and it means now i have a qualification of being able to deal with mental health a whole two days so huh? it was a two-day course yeah so sounds transformative miles <laughs> <laughs> yeah and there was two exam papers and uh the questions are like if someone tells you they're depressed do you a tell them to pull themselves together b headbutt them c make them feel better i don't know what it was I mean, but it was there is, was a lot of those ones where like is there the, a d the wrong answers. all of the above obviously it's like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah i didn't get to d but like, yeah it was pull it together <laughs> now let's figure yeah. this shit out that's it that's yeah. it wow uh yeah anyway so uh so yeah my su sucks miles I, I really i really hope that um that everything comes together for you and uh and, and, and i hope you you know like i i think it's easy to say uh from the outside looking in uh that that this is that these things are almost always for the best um that like you you know you land somewhere even better than you were before um that I, I i'm not i'm not a huge um i'm not a huge believer in like religion or, or or god and that kind of stuff but but i do believe in like the power of the universe and uh that things happen for a reason um and uh and, and, I, and I really hope that's the case with you no, I appreciate that. And, and I'm, I'm someone who very much believes that as well. Um, you always look back uh, and you realize, wow, if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't be to where I am now. And I'm sure I will find myself in a good place soon. Um, I think for me, there's just been a bit of a lag time uh, because the first two weeks of the year, the first week was kind of knowing that stuff was coming. Second week was finding out the news and still sort of doing all the handover notes and that. And I think I was just running on pure adrenaline, you know, because you're like you're dealing with all this stuff. Yeah uh and i've been pretty positive about it all but yeah last night i went to uh london to see a lot of my ex-colleagues and as soon as i turned up i felt like the emotion coming up like because i've said it before i work remotely for this company so just like being in the presence of people um and as i've mentioned before the uh the company i work for best job i've ever had best people i've ever worked with and at the end of the day if you get to work with great people that's the real tragedy when you have to say goodbye to something um but uh yeah, um, just moving forward with it. And uh, it's the cliche I always use of like, I'm not okay, but I am okay. I'm not okay in the sense of, I feel rubbish. That's not a nice thing. But I am okay in the sense that um, I have really a really supportive network. Yourself, Brian, the rest of uh, the Game Cats and uh, our fellow co-hosts, AJ and, uh, and Wes. Um, and, and also, I just want to say to everyone out there, a lot of people have DM'd me on um, Discord. And I did say this last week as well. A lot of people have reached out with incredibly kind words and stuff. And I haven't got back to everyone yet. And a part of me feels terrible. But the other part of me knows that if someone else said that, I'd go, no, they understand. You'll get back to them. But I just want to say I have I have seen the messages and um, everyone's been incredibly wonderful and supportive. So thank you. Yeah, I think everyone understands. Uh, like you've got a lot of other stuff to be dealing with right now. And uh, yeah you've seen you've seen the messages and uh and i think that's that was the important part of sending the message not not getting a response but knowing that you saw it that was the important part yeah yeah, yeah. um and we get to do this which is awesome it's like my favorite favorite time of the week so yeah oh, good good yeah i mean i got out of bed just <laughs> just for this <laughs> i was dude i, I was... barely just got out of bed today <laughs> <laughs> brian was in uh the voice chat discord last night by himself and i joined on my walk home from the station 
I was very drunk. I don't get drunk often, but obviously a lot of people were buying me beers and that. And uh, yeah, I bear, I remember bits of the conversation. The bits I didn't remember, uh, I was reminded just before the show when I was telling Brian, oh, by the way, uh, I started playing Hades. And he was like, yeah, you told me last night. <laughs> Yeah, I love that even the beginning of the stories isn't factual. Like you were sitting in in the public voice chat by yourself, and I was like, "Oh yeah, no, oh, it was." And then I left, I, and then I, I, I wonder what Miles is doing in the public voice chat. Um, you're walking home, <laughs> walking yeah. home in like freezing cold weather. Yeah, uh, after after a night out, and I was like, "Wow, okay." It was. <laughs> I mean, I felt good that I was able. To, I was like there to like, even though we're thousands of miles away, that I was able to be there to make sure you got home safe. Not that there was like anything I could really do if you didn't. But no, no, it could have been a world bear or something. Um, but yeah, the, the technology is amazing. You have a phone. I have like wireless in ears. You know, AirPods. Like the fact that you can connect with people. I, I just. I, I often just sort of remind myself of like where technology was 20 years ago i was talking to my dad yesterday actually about how i remember the days of limewire and morpheus and having 56k internet where to download a movie you'd have to like leave the internet running for two days and then you'd discover it was the wrong one because people just mistitled it and stuff like that <laughs> so the idea you go from that to you know being able to have like you know video calls and stuff um and even doing things like this right now is just amazing so yeah some dude sitting in the back of the movie theater with like an old vhs camera with people walking back and forth and shit like that but yeah th those were the first original time I watched scary movies. movie scary movie 2 was the first of the, the trilogy i'd seen i don't know actually there might be more than three but it, the second one i've watched and it was uh it was a download and it had a laughter track on it. It was just because it was in the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> it was amazing. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, oh man, uh, Miles. Uh, I mean, you've done anything? Uh, you done anything gaming related uh, this week? You've been able to get. It's in, literally play some gonna games. be the third week in a row where I mention the same games I've been playing. I've been playing more Knock. I've okay. been playing more uh, Among Us. I've been playing a bit of Breaches. Um, that. As soon as you step away from breaches for a day or two, you, you're back to square one again in terms oh, really? of being terrible. Just like I, I, I just, but I also think it's because you're better off playing with a solid team. Um, but I did jump in today to the new walkabout mini golf. I don't know if we're going to talk about that now or a bit yeah, later. Let's do it but, now. Um, oh, cool. Um, I wonder how many game cats have jumped into it. Um, my initial thoughts, like, like if I was to just describe it as a one-liner is I think it might be my favourite ever course. And as I was playing it, I thought they're going to let me down on hole 18 because um, the Haunted House one was one I loved and oh, I yeah. just felt at the end it kind of butch botched it with the ending. And it's not, it's not to say it's a bad map, but the whole point is Walkabout Mini Golf is full of just all the maps are amazing. But it's like, so what is it to... to you know, get to the top, and I do think it has all the qualities, which I'll happily talk about in a bit. But um, my initial impressions were, my goodness, this is beautiful. <laughs> well, I got—I got to say, uh, so okay, I'm, I'm really happy that you're here to talk about this because um, I jumped in the other day after I don't know, man. Like I don't know if it was Bulletstorm or, or, or something else that, like, I was just like, man, I'm so fucking tired of just like really bad games and bad ports. I needed something like that was I just need something to remind me like you know that games can look nice and sharp and play really great and have awesome tracking and i jumped into uh i jumped into walkabout just for like 
I mean, literally minutes and played the first three holes just to see what they were like. Are the first three holes representative of what's actually going on the entire course? Because what I saw was it doesn't didn't feel like this was going to be really around the world in 80 days. It felt like I am on some kind of like airship uh, docking uh, station, you know, like some kind right. of like air, like airport type place, um, like way above the ground uh, with blimps and stuff outside. Uh, but but it all felt like it was taking place in this terminal. And I was like, I wonder if this gets better. Um, so does it? Um, I mean, it does get better, but it, it doesn't like take you anywhere. I mean, to be to be fair, the um, Meow Wolf one, without going into specifics, because I still think that's a special thing you should experience blind. For sure. I think that is excellent in its own way. Um, and that's still one I've not gone back to, actually, on the hard mode, which I, I do need to do. Um, no, this one, it all takes place on the, like, the Port Eiffel, I think it's called. Um, you know, effectively an Eiffel Tower. Um, that is a docking station for all these blimps and that. But yeah, it, it, it just takes place. So I think that the courses themselves, um, they do have some interesting... I think they have really interesting designs on that, and it flows with it really, really well. I mean, as I'm talking about it now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I can remember the very first hole and a couple of others. Um, but uh, I just think it's a, a really pleasant course and it's interesting because we, we we always talk about this with the walkabout mini golfs which is um the nordic one i've forgotten the name of it um nordic 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 the, the, the uh was it nihelm is it i've got Al completely is it got alfheim Alf alfheim thank you yeah. um that is one where the courses themselves are incredibly basic um, although it does have a theme, which is all about the curvature of the edges and stuff like that. So it does have a theme, but it's an absolutely beautiful map. There's other ones that are great where they're awesome environments, but there's a really interesting mechanics going on. Um, so Meow Wolf would be, I'd say that's to the extreme, yeah. uh, upside downtown, whatever that was called. Yeah, um, you know, there's a, yeah, lots of the anti-gravity stuff. Um, this one, I think a lot of the holes on it are pretty standard in terms of mechanics but it's just the blend and I was constantly just mesmerized by everything on every floor. Um, so yeah, um, it, it was great. I, I, I think my feelings towards it may also be down to the fact that I've been feeling incredibly low this week and I couldn't stop smiling when playing it. Um, but like, you know, right at the beginning, you come off the elevator and something I absolutely love about this map. And I think this, this is to the strength of walkabout mini golf. Um, because what we know is when it comes to level design, when you want to have a world around you and you're high up, you look in the distance and it'll be like a, a skybox and it will be like the buildings will be like flat, you know, just to create the appearance of this town. No, when you're looking off the edge, that is a real town. Like um, at the end, I, I, I didn't do any flying around until I completed the course. Oh. I went down to the ground and those are real buildings, which means that as you're walking around, you're getting the depth perception of like, you know, it's moving as it was. Um, and some of the courses have these drops in them, which uh, you look down them and it's like, oh, that's literally going off the edge of this this building and stuff like that. And I did get vertigo uh, on it. It, it. it really captured that well. Um, so the surroundings are incredible. Um can I say the difference with the hard mode in terms of... I mean, it's going to be pretty obvious, I think. Like, 
the, the hard mode is nighttime, as you'd expect, right. and the, the the city around you is is lit up and it looks real. But there's an additional thing they throw in there, which I won't say. I'll let you discover it, okay. and it's just amazing. I haven't played the hard mode. I just quickly dived in, and I was just like, "That's just the icing on the cake." It's it's really really well done. I do. I do always seem to prefer the hard mode uh, aesthetics because they tend to be at night, and because uh, <clears throat> and because Mighty Coconut does seem to do really a really good job with the lighting effects. Uh, and so I think I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that. I still don't think I've played Meow Wolf on the hard mode. Yeah, Walkabout, dude, Walkabout has taken a massive backseat for me uh, over the last few months. Uh, it's just been too many games to try to keep up with. So when I'm in the headset, it's like, well, I better make good use of this time review something uh so this 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 solidifies walkabout mini golf as a top three i don't know if in our last 25 top 25 discussion if it was a top five or a top three probably a top five i think it made it mm. but for me this just makes it a continuous strong contender like this is a must-own title for anyone that has a psvr2 headset um they just keep delivering such high quality levels and every time i'm just excited and i'm just sort of like like a kid at a, a theme park, just absolutely mesmerized by just, it's all the little things like, I'll say this because it's right at the start, so it's not going to be too spoilery, but at the beginning you go through like a metal detector, um, like a security um, gate, um, and then there's like the x-ray screen on some luggage, and on the x-ray screen you, uh, you can see some like mice or, or rats that are inside one of the suitcases. Like everywhere you look, there's storytelling there's a sense of like who was here what was going on and uh, it made me really hungry as well because as you get near the top there's a lot of tables with lots of f good food and like cheese boards and croissants and and stuff like that and uh the music once again the music is amazing like it's so chilled but it really captures the atmosphere and then around the tower you've got all these floating balloons you you would have seen it in the teaser on the uh, uh PSVR Valve Pro uh, award show the elephant on the balloon uh, there's a lot of other things floating around which is really really great and uh the devs have hidden skeleton like dead bodies on each of the levels mm. the one they've hidden on this one is amazing that's all I'll say <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm actually really surprised that it's like one dude uh one dude who makes all the music for this game and so it's, it's really cool to see you know every single course that comes out it's this awesome soundtrack completely different than the one before it uh somehow always enjoyable without being disruptive like if you're playing with friends it's not you know you're, you're not worried about being like i can't fucking hear you let me turn the music down right it's like right. It's, it's good background stuff um and i mean and he, i think they've definitely or he's definitely uh, gotten a lot better at it too because early on in the c stacks level the C stacks uh, uh, course, it was so. I mean, it like it was so relaxed that it was like almost put me to sleep. And so I think they've. Kind of, I think he's kind of struck a great balance. Um, that's good stuff. And uh, I, and I love the humor that they have. Like um, you go into one of the blimps, and there are toilets, and you look in the toilet. And it's literally a hole that so you sit on the seat and you look down and it's literally going off the side of the building. <laughs> so straight away, I'm laughing at the idea that people are pooping in that and then people coming up, up the building or looking up a just getting shouting onto the town. <laughs> <that's happening. laughs> <That's awesome. clears throat> um, <clears throat> Ruthless Metal in the chat said Alfheim isn't Nordic, it's Elven, which was also my confusion as well. 
Oh, sorry, sorry, my bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, yeah. A bit. That's what free Brian off. Yeah. Uh, hey, guys, uh, just a heads up. Uh, Professor Lilith uh, got to me right before the show and said that although the, it was really close, the Sunday multiplayer game, the voting was really, really close. There was a three-way tie until just before the show started uh, and Among Us took the win. Uh, so if you are... Uh, if you're interested in playing Among Us with some awesome cats, you know, a good community, people you don't have to worry about, uh, more on that later, um, then mm -hmm. uh, certainly, certainly uh, come join our Discord and so you can be involved in this every, the weekly Sunday multiplayer meetups. Uh, Professor Lilith puts up a, a poll every week. You get to vote on what game everyone plays. And then it's Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, every single week. You never have to worry about what day, what time. It's always the same day, always the same time. Uh, so come join us on Sunday for a little bit among us. Um, I also saw uh, System Critical in the chat. Uh, System Critical, who's uh, bringing System Critical two? That doesn't make any sense. A game doesn't bring mm -hmm. their own sequel to a to a platform, but the developers bring System Critical two over to PlayStation VR two. He said it just went into QA with Sony, uh, so uh, so that should be good to go in about four or five months. <laughs> based on how Sony QA goes these days. Uh, but but with any luck, uh, with any luck, hopefully what, what later this month, February, something like that, what's what's the plan? System critical, let us know in the chat. Um we've got a few tips here I think we should address. Uh starting with uh the game cat Andrew Aaron Reich with the level two membership said, never played RE7. Should I hold out hope that it'll come to PSVR2 or just play it flat? Oh my God, don't do that. Uh, P.S. Miles, <laughs> I love the t-shirt stream. P.P.S. P.P.S. Vertigo 2 is awesome. Can we dissect this uh, one piece <laughs> at a time? Can we start with the uh, the back and make our way forward? Uh, sure. Did you play any Vertigo 2? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but you, play, I, you played um, for your stream and then that was it? Is that that's it. I haven't gone back to it yet. Um, yeah, um, I had a lot of issues with it. There's a lot of patches that have dropped since, so yes. I'm looking forward to jumping back into it. So hopefully I will be this weekend. Same, same. Yeah. It sounds like they're making some uh, great strides already. Uh, I, I look at the patch notes. I haven't actually jumped back in because, again, I don't really have time right now. Um, but um, I am paying attention to the patch notes, and they seem like they're, they've already addressed some of the uh, the bugs, like the game breaking bugs I experienced during my playthrough. Um, so that's good. Excellent. It seems like they're slowly taking care of the frame rate problems too. So this wasn't, uh, from, from what Wes said, this wasn't optimized very well on PC VR when it first came out. So like, you know, we'll, we'll give it some time and, and, and hopefully we'll end up with a great version on PSVR two as well. Uh, awesome. second part second said, <laughs> I loved the t-shirt stream miles. What in God's name is he talking it's innocent. about? It's an innocent thing. Um, on Wednesdays, I do uh, Miles Die Live every Wednesday talk show. Okay. And uh, for this one, I did saying, what's in the bag? I have a blue bin bag, as we call it, over here. Bin bag. Um, full of just T-shirts that I've always wanted to get rid of. I normally take used clothes to a charity shop. But these are ones where they have sentimental value. It might be a T-shirt that was gifted to me that is of a location. So I've been on vacation or an event I've gone to. And I was always like, what can I do with these? Because I'm hoarding them. So many T-shirts. And my mum suggested that she could cut them all out and make a quilt, which was amazing. And so this was suggested like four years ago. And I said, oh, wait, before you make it into a quilt, I want to do a video where I hold up all the shirts and talk about them just so I can kind of capture them. And uh, I just kept procrastinating and never doing it. <laughs> and so I thought, let's do it on a live show. And so I literally just went through this bag of T-shirts talking about them. And some of them 
One of them is an original YouTube T-shirt, official one from 2006. So wow. there was some pretty old memorabilia. Some of them that I'm starting to hoard again. I was like, actually, I'm not going to turn that into a quilt. And then everyone in the chat rightly goes, no, no, you're hoarding. You're doing the one thing you were trying not to do, uh, which was uh, really good. But um, yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting when it comes to like memories and stuff. Like, do, do you own any T-shirts from like, I don't know, maybe a, a band you've gone to see that you wouldn't want to wear? Because yeah. I always wear them until they wear until they literally wear out. But yeah. I don't know if there are ones that you, you you have kept as as a souvenir only. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, like uh, I've got uh, I've got a Game Scoop T shirt that I actually got the whole crew to sign uh, from uh, no, IGN okay. when cool. I went in, uh, when I went for the Beyond Three Hundred Live. Uh, I got um, God, dude, I, I know I have just like. And, and and obviously, uh, I think you and I both have some T-shirts from developers that, like, I I, I don't think I would wear, right? I know. I'm, I'm not. I don't want to walk around with an "I expect you to die" two T-shirt on. Like, it's just I don't know. It's just not really my style because it's not all black with no print on it. So, like, right. <laughs> so, what were you expecting? Um, and so, but also, like, I, I can't imagine that there's tons of these shirts out there. I can't, I can't imagine yeah. that they did a print run of like thousands and thousands of shirts. And uh, you know, so like, it's probably like you know, YouTubers and uh, and, and and probably some people that work at Shell Games. It's like, so, so, what do you do with that? Like, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to just give it away because it's like it was, you know, a special thing that I got for doing the job that I do. You know, I've got all these press packs. Don't know what to do with any of them. Um, and. Uh, and because because Miles, here, here's here's the thing I've been saying a lot lately. Because I think I'm just trying to be more realistic about my life. In five years from now, I really do think I'm going to look back and go, "Remember when? Remember when we used to be YouTubers, <laughs> right?" And like, I and I want to like savor the the memories and have those things uh, from like back in my YouTube days. Who who the fuck knows what where life's going to take us? Who knows where we're going to be in five years or ten years? Like anything could happen, dude. I saw a company hiring. Uh, a video game company hiring to basically do what I do on without parole, but less. <laughs> right, le yes, right. Yeah. way less. Like it's not, not, not do a seven less, day. <laughs> four, four more, four more. Right, and, and dude, and the, and, and the pay was like close to two hundred thousand dollars a year, and I was like, dude, I've never even, I, I don't think I've accumulated that much money in my entire life combined. Never mind. <laughs> like, you know, like I'm I, so I, I do think at some point, like I'm just going to get burnt out and take a job somewhere and just be like, I, I just need how, how great would it be to have money? How great would it be to have money and also not work 24 seven? Like it would be great. Uh, so mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, who knows, man, maybe the YouTube thing's not going to last forever. And I'd like these memories. Uh, I don't want to just toss them. I think I think it would be like a nice to be like, oh, this is this is my little corner of YouTube stuff. That's that's nice. That's nice. And actually, another one of the shirts I found was, it was amazing. I picked it out and I went, "That's the shirt I wore in my first ever YouTube vlog." And I looked it up on the stream, and it was the the shirt that I wore there. And it was actually a, a band shirt of a local band that doesn't exist anymore. I even remember the name. It was Mia Hope. It was named after the singer's daughter. Like all these memories start flooding back. And so that's another one I want to hoard now. But um, yeah, so that was that was a shirt that was like eighteen years old. It's just amazing that you know. You have memorabilia stuff like that so yeah and i see a lot of people in the chat talking about their own memories with their own shirts and that like that's awesome so i, I love this chat man because it's like there's, there's yeah, a whole yeah. secondary podcast going on like yeah. just over here <laughs> yeah so um, no as people say it wasn't an only miles only fans wet t-shirt thing though it was just <laughs> me innocently going through old shirts but like big shout out to my mum with the quilt idea because i think that's amazing i mean 
she's she's gonna do it <laughs> I, I couldn't make a quilt and then i've got to work out how to preserve it like hang it on a wall i want to do it and then make sure it doesn't just become a home for moths <laughs> um Miles, what do you think about this? Uh, I can't believe we're still on the first tip. Uh, <laughs> RE7, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about RE7? Uh, should he hold that? Should uh, Andrew hold that for a PSVR2 version, or should he just play it flat? Or, or how how should he handle this? Yeah, because the, the 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 option wasn't to play it on PSVR, was it? Nope. No, no. which is understandable. Um, like, I mean, like, I, yeah. I I don't think I don't think if I remember correctly, I don't think Andrew ever had a PSVR one. Maybe you can correct me, uh, Sir Aaron Reich, but. Uh, I, I don't think he did. So maybe, uh, so, and, and I, I think it'd be really hard to recommend being like, oh, oh yeah, for sure. set, set up a camera and uh, deal with the whole breakout box and have all these wires yeah. and, and you know, whatever, uh, just, just to play one game that you missed out on, which there's more than one game you missed out on. However, um, mm. yeah, I, I mean, I would hold out hope, right? Because I would as well. <clears throat> it's insanely scary in VR and and, and and if and if even if it takes a couple more years for us to get it in PSVR two, it's worth. There we go. Yeah, Andrew said he's never owned a PSVR one. It's worth waiting, uh, and, and and experiencing it for the first time in VR because it's terrifying. And if you like scary games, like I don't think I've ever played a game uh, before or since that's been more terrifying than this game has been when playing it in VR. Uh, so I would say, uh, I would say wait. Yeah, I think that I think that's what I would suggest as well. Because it's also in the context of like there are so many other games to play in the meantime. Don't don't hold off playing great PSVR two experiences. True. To play obviously a great game on the flat, but like if you your first experience of it can be on VR, that would be incredible. Like the opening half an hour to um RE seven is one of my most memorable mm. um like VR experiences. It is incredible. That there's just some really great narrative choices or or um what am, I, what am i trying to say like narrative um like mechanics there's things that they do that i think are genius yeah. in in the medium of gaming and just some, uh, which, just some yeah. great like things that happen to you and to other and, and around you that never pull you out of vr never take away your control sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't uh, i i do feel like it's sort of the perfect balance of like you know, uh, too many 2D cutscenes. No, there's not really, especially on uh, in Resident Evil Seven. Very few 2D cutscenes. Uh, very, very seldom does it ever take away control. Uh, lots of great times you have conversations with people that like you, you can move around during. Um, you know, massive events happen in VR that are so much more impactful. Um, it's the, it's one of my favorite art Resident Evil games. Um, and it's the closest I think I felt to being in a horror movie. Yes. Uh, and even more so than RE Village, which, again, it's scary, but it felt more like a game. Yeah. Um, just um, RE7 is just, yeah, I mean, you don't need to hear me saying it. It's, it is brilliant. Yeah. Give me an excuse to go back to it. <laughs> everyone has said it a million times. Um, but it, it feels like this is Capcom going back to their roots and saying, hey, we're going to make a modern Resident Evil game that feels so much like Resident Evil 1, Resident Evil 2. Yeah. Uh, they did an amazing job of that. Uh, Twitcher, the Deuce Juice Game Cat with the two quid, says, uh, public service announcement, Green Hell, still buggy and crashy after patch. So Green Hell's patches uh, sounds like not worth going back for quite yet. Um, man, and Kuvo has their hands full uh, with patching green hell getting that into a better state and of course bullet storm getting that into a better state um there dude there are things i there are things about bullet storm that i i feel like i don't know how much they need to change to make this happen but again watching footage of the flat screen version from what 13 years ago 
I was like, wow, this game looks intense. Like, this looks like a great first-person shooter. Uh, that short clip you used in your review to show that. Yeah. It was it like instantly captured it. I was like, yeah, wow, that feels very different. Yeah. And that was like early on, you know, but, but you saw the player like, you know, kind of vaulting over this little like tree that had been like laid down. And um, and so, you know, like why, why in the game do I not grab that tree and kind of toss throw myself over the tree? Like why I'm just, you know, it's just not there now. Um, the, the, the weapons, they don't feel like boom like they don't feel impactful when you're using them like this all the word that everyone has said uh when, when i talked to him about the original bullet storm was that visceral and you don't get that visceral feeling and so if right. they can somehow like you know really kill it with the haptics and really like you know utilize the headset haptics more and um there are ways i think to make bullet storm really really fun in vr but i feel like this was more of a quick and dirty port than anything um and, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I didn't care about the story, but I don't care about the story in most, most VR games. So this, that was nothing new. Uh, it's, it's all about the gameplay and that, there's something there. There's something there. It just needs more work. It just doesn't feel polished. Um, and we've, um, and Bulletstorm VR have put out a statement in the last few hours. Have you, have you seen this? Yeah. Yeah. That they're still yeah, working yeah. on it and that they're listening to everyone's yeah. feedback and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, Nihilist Ryan, the game feline, $5 tip says, uh, testing super chat because folks are saying it doesn't work. Uh, I think more people should test a super chat and see if it works. Yeah, it works for you. Then yeah. if it'll work for anyone else. Right. <laughs> uh, thank, thank you. Thank you, Nihilist Ryan. Appreciate the support. I appreciate the support from everybody, guys. Um, especially on a day like this, this is, you know, uh, I, I do, I feel completely exhausted from, I think I got four reviews out in a week. <laughs> like I am amazing work, man. I'm, Phenomenal. You know, like I, I'm good for like one a week, usually two most and like four in a week was just a lot um and so i after i finished the bulletstorm review yesterday man i just like i was like you know what i'm gonna go lay down and i slept on and off for about 24 hours <laughs> so uh so yeah, appreciate i need to i i have i haven't done any let's plays this year other than vertigo too so um <laughs> I, I, I i will i have the i do have the time to sort of wait so um but i i you know the the, the point is once i get back on it again and uh, the reality is when i did vertigo 2 i was not in a good place um like it was it was the day i was let go so oh, i was sure. just low energy and and because that's overhanging but once i get back into it i've got you know just a handful of games to do it'd be easy to catch up um and then also it will give me space to do dlc live streams so like do the new walkabout mini golf course and stuff like that so nice. That'll be nice to look at as well. I love the dichotomy between what you said and what it sounded like you said. You're like, I haven't done any live streams this year yet. And it's like, wow, really? I was like, oh, wait, we've only been, this year's only been 19 days. So. 19 long days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it 2025 yet? Jesus Christ. This has to yeah, get better. Feels it. Yeah. Uh, Thundercat, Game Cat, Don't Tell My Dogs with the five quid says, uh, what's your best gaming memory i miss the noise and smell of the 90s arcade kicking ass on street fighter good times yo listen that's not my favorite memory but i do want to talk about your favorite memory for a second uh thundercat it's a great memory right there's there's a sound of the 90s arcade right where there's like the the tinny like digitized voices like you know like mortal Kombat, like when you go finish him right but like it's it doesn't sound like that there's like a tinnier thing but it's blaring out of the speakers of the arcade right mm -hmm. and that's just one of the things you hear amongst the the 50 arcade games that were in there right and then of course you know people talking and the whole thing and 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 and, and, and i remember people smoking in uh in arcades 
for as long back as I can remember. Um, and so like, it just like when I was a kid, it was where like, I was too young to hang out there. And so when I could sneak away and actually go hang out there, it felt like I was doing something rebellious. Right. Uh, and then when I grew up and I was old enough to, to, to actually hang out there, uh, I'd already had a PlayStation at home. And so this is when like arcades started dying out because you had those experiences at home already. Um, but it's a great memory. It's a great memory. That, That's it, a really good memory. It's not really replicated anywhere, right? At, at, right now, like there's no place I could go right now and really get that same feel, that same vibe. Yeah, Street Fighter on the arcade machines. We had a youth center when I was growing up, and they had an arcade machine for Street Fighter. I'm really curious to know how much it cost to play a game back then, in the '90s. But uh, yeah, it was just like the most amazing thing because like arcade machines were where you got the best gaming experiences. These were machines built for games that were massive, so they could have all the best graphics and, you know, music and and that. Um, and I'm glad that we do have a lot of um, gaming bars with the classic games uh, in the UK. Um, I say many. M most major towns have them, and so you get to play on a lot of these classic ones, and that sort of brings you back. I mean, it's, it's hard for me to sort of pick a, a memory on the spot, um, but I definitely remember like my first games console, uh, which I've actually found the the Sega Master System, uh, and uh, the you know it's it's the classic thing with N sixty fours. You had to blow in the cartridge to make them work, um, but it had Alex Kidd was like in the console. If you started oh, yeah. the console without the cartridge in, that would be the one that was in there. And I had a little booklet because the bosses were these enemies with like the rock paper scissors yep. heads. I remember this. Yeah, and you actually wrote down, like, because every time you played it, they always did the same moves. Um, Alex Kidd, incredibly difficult. And then, obviously, it got ported for PS4, PS5 generation consoles. And in the game, you can actually revert back to the classic art design and music so between the two, which was amazing. But then I got further than I did back in the day, but... What was was that original it, it, one? It was called? like when Crash Bandicoot was remade. You think, oh, I'm older now. I'm probably going to be better at these games. And then you're like, oh no, these games were just effing hard. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? What was the original Alex Kidd call? Was that Miracle World or yeah, I, Miracle I, World? There was like four or five of them on on Master System alone. Shinobi World was my favorite one. That one was just like Shinobi World, yeah. yeah. And there was a Spider-Man game. Um, actually, I. It's all about memories. It's all flashing back now. Obviously, this yeah. can't be the whole show. My cousin, who was... I think my cousin's like 10 years older than me. I went around his house, and he had the, the Sega Mega Drive, or Genesis, as it was called in the States. Sure. And he had... I think he had Golden Axe posters. But Streets of Rage, Golden Axe, Echo the Dolphin, and like having a Mars system and playing on that, it was just like blowing my mind. Like, um, And he had this Spider-Man game. And the first boss you fight... I can't remember who it was, but you, you took a photo. You you had a camera in the game and you actually take a photo as Peter Parker, you know, um, and it would actually take a screenshot and it like blew my mind. I think every time you did it, it always showed you the same photo that you were taking. But back then it was like, wow, you can take photos in games. It's like when you compare it to like what you can do now in games, it's just like, again, it's amazing what blew your mind back then. Yeah. Good life. question. Good question. Yeah, yeah. I the I, I just have so many memories of being like sitting in complete darkness, uh, playing like <laughs> PlayStation One or Genesis, um, and uh, you know, in my bedroom as a kid, and just being like, I hope my parents don't come in and tell me to go to sleep. Like, mm -hmm. 
because I will fucking play this shit all night long. You know, like when I discovered RPGs, Final Fantasy VII, I was like, oh my God, this is going to take me forever. Uh, <laughs> I need to utilize this time when everyone else is sleeping. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> uh, who else we got? We've got um, Looper, the underground game cat uh, with the two euro says, they were expecting you to dye the t-shirt black uh, mm-hmm. in relation to the, uh, I expect you to die folks. Um, Man, I should really dig out all those. I, I, you know, I should definitely. I, right now, all the press packs are are in the cardboard boxes. Um, I should I should take them out and like maybe display them on a bookshelf, like you know. Otherwise, they're just going to sit in these boxes for the next ten years, uh, like so much of my stuff has. Um, I recently hooked up my. Um, I'm still waiting for my Polymega to show up, and so I, I I hooked up my old Retro Freak so I could like play some of my old uh, Genesis and Super Nintendo cartridges in HD. Uh, you know, upscaled for my uh, uh, my 50 inch plasma. It's such a great feeling, man. Such a great awesome. feeling to play some of those games and just like, I don't know, it's good stuff. I, I feel like there was a certain point where games just never got better. Um, <laughs> and right, yeah. and uh, I think I think PS2 is where is where games kind of capped off. PS2, early PS3, it's like they, I don't think they ever got better from that. They were just everything's just kind of more in different variations on a theme with maybe like prettier graphics. Uh, Darth Vader, the game cat with the $20 tip. Thank you, my friends. Says, uh, I've been pretty upset with the state of VR. Vertigo 2 launched poorly. Bulletstorm, poor launch. Both were exciting titles I wanted to play. I'm really frustrated with these studios who hired the cheapest porting studios. Um, yeah, well, uh, I mean, with Bulletstorm and Green Hell, that's that is in Kuvo. Like, they are not, uh, they're not farming that out to anyone. They are taking. A flat screen game, which is this is what we want, right? We want we want these developers to be taking PS3 and PS4 games, uh, PS5 games, and um, and making these uh, VR versions of them. Uh, it's so it's disappointing, but I mean, man, Kubo should should and Kubo should know better, I guess is uh, is the right thing to say because like they, it's not like this is their first, this isn't their first rodeo. They they did Layers mm-hmm. of Fear, which wasn't great on PSVR one, but then they did Blair Witch, which was great on PSVR one. Um, it's like, I, I, maybe they just don't have the time they need or the money they need. Uh, but you know, this shit's not intentional, right? Like no, no, no studio wants to make a bad game. So, no. I mean, what do you think's, what do you think's happening, Miles? I don't know. I don't know. But you know, the fact it was delayed, uh, <laughs> the way it was made me have a sense of like it was that it was a deadline they were never going to hit and i feel like this is a deadline that that it was a compromise maybe they probably wanted longer um you know but it's the whole um publisher developer relationship isn't it yeah um although i do like i said i do think that Incubo is the publisher and developer in this case and so oh, it's okay. like you know they yeah yeah right which well, in I, that I, case I, then it then, then then there's the other pressures that you mentioned as well time and money you have to right. move on to other stuff they need to get cash flow um yeah yeah i'm sure that i'm, I'm sure people in the chat will say well you know in kubo's publishing division and, and development vision vision are almost like two separate companies which is you know certainly i'm assuming the case uh but you know but still it's like good game What's the, what's the statement? A delayed game is eventually good. Bad game is whatever. You, you never get a second yeah. chance to make a first impression. Although apparently that's not the case. No Man's Sky is proof of it. So, um, Miles, do you think so? Like one one of the, one of the things we want to talk about today is: Do you think that PSVR two has a problem? Um, I think it's really easy for 
for people to go down the rabbit hole very quickly or, or get kind of like lost in the weeds, the second, um, uh, the, the second uh, a game comes out that isn't received well, right? Like, so we had kind of a not-so-great port of Vertigo 2. We got Bulletstorm VR, and everyone's like, oh, man, PSVR 2's in trouble, where it's like we just had Resident Evil 4, an ancient dungeon, and, like, you know, a, a series of good games come out. Uh, do you think PSVR 2 has a problem right now, uh, or do you think we're sort of just, like, in the weeds because of a few bad launches? The way I would take this on is it's all about the scope. And what I mean by that is if we are constantly looking at this on a month-by-month basis, you look at January and you think this isn't great. There's not been a lot of games. There's been a lot of problems with the launches we've been looking forward to. You look at December and you think, wow, we got absolutely spoiled with games. But then you can look at the year so far in terms of 10, 11 months that we've had. And you get more of an average sense. Um, it's like the difference between weather and climate. Uh, it, it, in my mental health training, it's the difference between a mental health episode and a condition. Something is like in the moment, something is more long-term. Mm-hmm. And I do think for this question of does PSVR 2 have a problem, I do think it's about looking at the overall picture because otherwise you can take any window and go, well, that's indicative of what PSVR 2 is as a whole. Right. Um, it's not to say... And, and so what I would say is... There is a problem, or there, there are problems, and there are really great things about it. And obviously, we'll, we'll dive into this more now. But on the specific issue about like these games that have been launched uh, and haven't been great, I think that there is a problem with PSVR two, which is um, due to the small, smaller pool of audience, the pressures of time and cash flow. It is it, 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 so high. And so unfortunately, a lot of developers have to put it out there knowing that they're then going to be able to fix stuff once they've got cash coming in. Um, you know, I think we keep forgetting that, you know, a lot of these PSVR 2 titles, um, there's a lot of the that lack cross-play, for example, and that, you know, the development cost of making it for PSVR 2, taking advantage of all the uh, features that it comes with, you know, that comes at a cost. Um, uh, so yeah, I do think that is a problem, but then I think a benefit on the flip side is there have been so many amazing VR experiences this year. Um, yes, they've been disappointing ones, but there've been a lot of excellent ones as well. And a lot of great stories. Um, walk about mini golf. I assume this latest map is on PSVR two only. It's not on, I mean, it'd be on quest three, but like, is it not on quest two? Um, oh, uh, they, they only drop support for quest one, I believe. Sorry. That's what, okay. Um, so yeah, there there are a lot of good stories as well. So like my 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 general thought taking on this question is yes, we can look at it on a month by month basis. Yeah, the year doesn't feel like it's off to a good start, but we've had really good months and we've had lulls as well. And so when you look at the averages, I'm not I'm not worried. Uh, there was an interesting uh, comment that came in. Uh on, I believe, the Bulletstorm review from Grey Dog, said, I don't understand what's going on with VR, particularly on the PSVR 2. The PSVR 1 catalog was remarkable, but for the PSVR 2, many of the most ubiquitous cross-platform VR games aren't available. The amazing first-party PSVR 1 games remain missing, and we don't even have things like YouTube or Netflix or virtually any VR lifestyle applications. I was blown away by the PSVR 1 support by PlayStation, and the PSVR 2 support seems to be counterproductive from the PSVR 1 experience. What the heck has gone wrong in the PSVR 2? 
I think it's a good question. And I think it also, but I think uh, I responded to Grey Dog uh, by saying, I think it's easy to look back at the PSVR one as an entire catalog. Uh, you say, this is, this is the culmination of six years of different developers right. uh, working to get a lot of good games out. And it's easy to, and it's easy in retrospect, looking back on it to ignore all the shitty games that came out, right? There were so many bad games in the PSVR one generation as well. So many bad ports, but those aren't the games you think about when you think about, when you look back at something, when I look back at the, the PlayStation one or the PlayStation two, I don't think about the, the bad ports we got or the bad games we got. I think about the amazing games we got, right? It's like that because it's, it's nostalgia fueled and that's what nostalgia does. It, it kind of like. Uh, it sort of eliminates the negatives from your brain and you just look at look back at everything with rose-tinted glasses. You kind of forget what it was like to be in the moment day to day for those six years. The first year of PlayStation VR 1 was rough, like really rough. We'd go months without a game. And so, uh, you know, and, and, and it took us, it only took us three months to get like a AAA game. We got Resident Evil 7 like pretty pretty much right off the bat. And then that really set us up for some severe disappointment being like, where's more of this? And there wasn't. Um, and so it's hard to kind of put yourself back in the shoes of somebody who was actually playing PSVR one. Um, but then you look back at it and go, well, look at all this support from Sony, but where was the support from Sony on day one or year one, right? It took us years to get Astrobot rescue mission. It took us years to get blood and truth. It took us years to get everybody's golf um, and wipe out Omega collection. So, the fact that in year one, we already have Resident Evil Village in four and a, a full-fledged Horizon VR game, not a full-fledged Horizon game, uh, and, uh, you know, in Gran Turismo, like that's year one. It's pretty damn good. So I, I, I think when we look back at PSVR 2 in 10 years from now, it's going to be a much different experience. Yeah. I, I also just think that, and look, this is um, a criticism I would put on myself as a part of the gaming community. I think that we are so incredibly privileged. Actually, in the lead up to PSVR 2, it was the thing I kept saying that is, you know, gaming is a luxury good. Like, it's it's not cheap, and it's a, it's a luxury to be able to do gaming. To do gaming like VR at the quality it is. Um, actually, just in the last week, I um, went to sort out... Um, confirming because i'm getting my kitchen redone in february which obviously is the worst thing to do um just before you get getting laid off um but they they allow you uh i assume at a lot of these places to walk around your design kitchen in vr um and i wasn't like that bothered about doing it but as we were signing up my dad was like go on miles give it a go and so i went into their little studio and it was a htc vive which was the first domestic headset i ever went on uh, and so i put the headset on and uh, there I was in this new design kitchen. And it was the first time I'd been on the Vive since I first went on it when my brother bought one. Uh, and it was my first domestic experience of VR. And I had such an amazing memory. But going back on it, I was like, my goodness, PSVR 2 is so good. And by the way, that <laughs> you know, the, the, the Vive is an old headset now. Right. But it was very pioneering VR at the time. But it's like, I just think some you get accustomed to the present so quickly. And just doing that for a moment just made me appreciate how phenomenal the PSVR 2 headset is. But again, the problems that people are mentioning, like all these apps and that, which again, we're going to go into more detail, I'm sure, in this conversation. All of this is justified. I'm just saying in oh, the grand yeah. scheme of things, like you give me any genre of game, I'm sure we could list one to three 
really excellent ones in that space, whether it's sports, whether it's, you know, you, you could go into really specific genres and then maybe it might be, be, be a bit more difficult. But I honestly feel that for the first year of PSVR 2, there really is a, a VR experience for everyone. And that's never been felt more than at Christmas time when I had family members. Um, my auntie, bless her, hates heights, but she went on the roller coaster one and I was very proud of her. Uh, but then um, she then started playing uh, Five Nights at Freddy's uh, 2. She knew nothing about it. And she kept saying, oh, I want another go. This was amazing. <laughs> like it, uh, jump scare after jump scare. And I was like really proud of her. Um, and yeah, just, you know, we've had two Five Nights at Freddy's game like in a year yes does I, I don't think it matters if one of them's like a, a remake um and uh two resident evil vr games in a year in less than a year in 10 months that is ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous so um yeah i, I again does psvr2 have a, have problems yes it does I'm, yeah. I'm not i'm not here making the case it doesn't I'm just saying, like, in the grand scheme of things, and, and again, um, I'm happy to sort of do- explore these problems because I definitely have a lot of <laughs> problems that I, I have feedback on. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, I mean, but the most topical problem I think that it has right now are these ports. Uh, the, not, yes. not that it has ports, because, like, we want games from PC and we want games from Quest on PSVR too, but there's, there seems to be a quality control problem. Uh, now, if from all reports it sounds like bulletstorm wasn't very good on quest either um and so this seems just like a more of a universal problem than a specific mm. port but i mean you know hellsweeper came out and it was in you know we had major visual problems a couple control problems vertigo 2 bulletstorm green hell i mean it's it's it, it feels like developers are still finding their way around psvr2 which initially sounded like it was going to be a piece of cake to get you know p uh, pc vr quality graphics running at a great stable frame rate uh on psvr2 it sounded like it was going to be easier to get these these great versions of these great games and certain studios have proven that it's totally possible right vertical robot absolutely proved that with red matter 2 and 1 um you know white moon dreams who handled the ports for saints and sinners chapter 1 and 2 uh, i mean just an amazing studio who really knows what they're doing right but 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 that talent isn't everywhere you know the people who have the technical know-how is not everywhere they'll learn right this is this is this is a learning process for some of these developers and it sucks that we have to kind of pay for them you know while they're learning we have to we have to pay the price but these these problems will be circumvented with either the switch to unreal engine uh people figuring out uh you know unity and vr a little bit more and you can't you can't just let this shit slide forever you know any developer worth their salt's gonna be like okay well what what happened this time so that we can fix it next time so like you know the the, the title of the video that we're currently podcasting <laughs> is what's next for psvr2 and i do think the apps that are missing are coming i do think that developers are going to kind of find their way around the hardware and then and, and and so slowly but surely we will make our way into a much more comfortable place where when every game comes out no one is sitting there going oh this is going to be terrible this is going to be terrible this is going to be terrible i told you it was going to be terrible it was terrible <laughs> like i i think we're going to get past that soon enough but like you know we're, we're almost a year in uh so i think I don't know. Hopefully, by this time next year, we won't be saying the same things. It's also worth knowing that no headset is perfect, and no headset is going to be have abs- problems absent. So, like, I, I think I read a report in the last twenty four hours because the Apple Vision Pro 
oh, yeah. leading spatial computing, as they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I read a report that Netflix has declared that they will not be supporting Apple Vision Pro. You know, so a big part of it is you're going to be able to have a TV in your room. And again, I need to, you know, um, I should probably have <laughs> checked, double checked before mentioning it. But but regardless of if that is true or not, I'm pretty sure it was from the report I read that the problem, there are going to be problems in terms of like what apps are willing to incorporate with this technology. Um, Netflix, you could watch, well, you, can you, you can watch Netflix on your PSVR 2 headset, right? Can you watch? I've never actually started the Netflix app on PSVR 2. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming you can, right? But it's just like you're yeah. watching it in cinema mode because you can play any game on PSVR right. 2 in cinema mode. Yeah. yeah. One of my first thoughts when I was playing Resident Evil 4 uh, on, on PSVR 2 was, oh my goodness, I forgot how good flat screen cinematics can look in the headset. It was just like, it was so crisp. Um, so uh, someone says uh, Disney won't either. Um, yeah, so look, th- there's a lot of problems with there, but yeah, that is an app you want. Um, and Sony has been working on this partnership with their other arms, you know, Sony Pictures having that tied into PlayStation Plus. Um, it's it seems like the inevitability that it will be it will be factored in. Um, and they're not going to put all the features at the at the launch. Same with PS5. There's been loads of really good features that have come out on PS5 years after launch. Um, I know people are annoyed that PS5 didn't allow you to have themes. Do you remember that, Brian? Everyone liked their custom themes on the PS4. Yep. And it's like, where is it? And that's a big outrage in a, in some areas of the PS5 community. That's kind of like the, the issue with games on PSVR 2. We're forgetting that we don't really know what else is coming out beyond January and February for the flat screen games on PS5. Mm-hmm. So right. Sony needs to de- declare their hands. There's been a lot of stuff going on in the gaming industry. Um, and we just have to remember that PSVR 2 is a much smaller pool of an audience. There's a lot more pressures. Um, and actually, um, uh, an interview I watched this week, um, I don't know if you spoke about any of the other shows and that. Say again? This week. This week, yeah. Um, PSVR Frank uh, was interviewed by Petrifying Pumpkins about some of his experiences with um, First Contact Entertainment. Um, and it was it was really interesting. There were some really interesting insights there. And one of the, the, the key, one of the many key things he mentioned about was how when they were developing for Firewall Ultra, and this will sound like a no-brainer, but I'm just sort of using a reference point to explain it, which was when they were developing for Firewall Ultra, they didn't, like... They were they were given the headsets, the test kits, but like hardly anyone has the test kits. Like developers are working individually, you know, in their sectors developing it. There's less collaboration and learning off each other because they don't know what other projects have been worked on. They can't do massive multiplayer testing. Obviously, a beta would have been good. I think Frank even said that himself that he wanted there to be a a pre-launch beta uh, testing. Um, but um, it's a great example of like you know, First Contact Entertainment leading developers for PSVR yeah. and some of the struggles that come with development is the fact that in those early stages, you know, you might say, oh, you get an advantage getting the headsets before launch. I mean, you do in the sense that you get to make a launch title or something that's going to be in that launch period, but people start getting their hands on the mechanics of the console or a headset years down the line. I, I always bring this up. The Last of Us Part 2 
one of the most incredible looking PS4 games that came out what six seven years. It was right at the end of of the life cycle, and that is Naughty Dog, which is top tier, right. has all the investment in the world, and we keep you know a lot of these um, developers are dealing with much smaller budgets on arguably a platform and a gaming uh, field which is so labor intensive because you're not just making it on a flat screen. You're having to get in the headset and test it. And um, again, this is a criticism I throw at myself. I think it's we, we've very quickly come accustomed and kind of, I think we take for granted the, the real stakes that are put at for devs to create VR games. Um, and so I think just things are going to take a lot longer than we want. Yeah. I don't really know what was the core of my argument there, but there was something there. <laughs> it, it, it's all good, man. I think everything you said made a lot of sense. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, I, I think that, you know, in, in lieu of what, in lieu of Sony talking very much right now, going back to the beginning of what you were saying, uh, they're not talking right now about flat screen PlayStation 5 games. They're not talking about, you know, what's next for PSVR 2. They're just quiet like way too quiet. Their communication has been terrible, right? This is, this is not the, this is not the Sony of the PS3 and PS4 era who was like for the gamers and like constantly like, you know, trying to make amends to you know, yeah. fix their mistakes of the past. These are people who are fucking like almost arrogantly quiet uh, being like, you're going to buy the fucking thing one way or another. So why should we make any effort? It's it, that's how it comes across, even if that's not what's happening internally. And I think Sony needs to recognize that, um, which means we need some state of plays. We need some, you know, we need a showcase uh, and it'll be, you know, hopefully when they actually have shit to reveal, when it's time for them to start showing shit off, uh, it'll be worth the wait. But in the meantime, we have developers like Aces of Thunder uh, or Gaijin Entertainment who are making Aces of Thunder, right? Who just said they're like wrapping up development on that game. So like that's coming way sooner than we thought it was. Um, thank God we needed a good flight game, especially after Project Wingman. Uh, yeah. Lo-Fi, which was supposed to be out last year. You can't, I can't imagine it could, it's getting delayed too much longer, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Ultra Wings Project Wingman, by the way, they're still using in their promos. <laughs> So like even like more recent VR promos, they'll have like the four experiences, and they'll have Project Wingman, which I just find really odd. Well, let's hope, they, really odd. let's hope they stop using that, and let's hope they stop using Firewall Ultra because it's like now the game is like that's it, man. Like whatever Firewall Ultra is right now, like that's pretty much it. Um, you know, this is on Sony at this point to, to to update it, and I don't think Sony cares about updating. I think they're like let's cut our losses and move along. Um, I mean, Ultra Wings Two is coming out this month. Genotype. Uh, is that next month? I forgot. Uh, Into the Darkness is a 2024 game. Behemoth is a 2024 game. Uh, Madison VR, Happy Funland. Dude, Arcan Age, which I'm insanely excited about. I, I think that's going to be uh, that's going to be something we've really been looking forward to. I've been talking to those developers and being like, anyway, you can push that thing to 90 native. And they're like, oh, let's see, let's see what we can do. It's like, well, all right, well, then fucking fingers crossed. Um, really hoping we get an amazing, amazing version of that game. Cause it's not even coming to quest. This is a, as far as I know, this is a, a PC VR and uh, and PlayStation VR two game. Uh, so I don't think it's going to be one of those games that's sort of hampered mm. by what's going on in, uh, in, in the standalone space. Uh, so this is, I just listed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games uh, that are coming out this year. There's obviously way more than that. Uh, these are the you know, these are the ones I think are coming out more sooner rather than later. Although Behemoth is late 2024, my guess with that would be with Into the Darkness as well. Um, great, I mean, it sounds like great games, and this is without Sony saying a word. Um, so I do think that 2024 is looking really good for 
games already, and we're only 19 days into the year. Um, I mean, do you, is is this is this a me thing, or 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 are you feeling pretty positive about the uh, about the upcoming games as well, Miles? I mean, I'm I'm feeling positive and optimistic about PSVR two for this year. Um, but if you ask me to put my finger on like what am I feeling optimistic about, I probably couldn't put my finger on anything. And that's not to say. Like Behemoth and um, a Behemoth, <laughs> I, I always like double uh, question myself based on like I know I, I normally say it in the weird British way, um, but uh, and like Madison VR, um, you know, I could definitely put my finger on them. But again, talking about like the overall feeling, I, I think I'm just still buzzing. There's so many games I still want to get to from last year, um, and so and obviously I've, as I've said the last three weeks I've been playing the same sort of three games that are scratching all the different itches among us for something a bit more of a social co-op uh, sorry multiplayer um, Breaches has been my first person shooter um, attempt and then um, Knock has been my fitness uh, everyday uh, app um, so that's been good so yeah I mean I'm, I'm feeling pretty good um, as a whole um, for me it's just like and we were saying this in the lead up to PSVR 2 there's a chicken or egg when it comes to VR. More people are going to make VR games and invest more once the pie is big enough. I think one of the biggest mistakes and problems for PSVR 2, whilst also understanding why they've done this, is it not being compatible with PC. Um, they should have done it through their... Um, I can't. I, I always ask this on the show every time. I don't know what Sony's arrangements are when it comes to like their pc ports of their first party games i think they're done through steam aren't they and um like the epic uh, epic store yep. um for me it's like sony needs to have their own app for pc for example yeah um and then they need to have psvr2 games on there um even if they don't release them all on there right. but you can plug in your headset into a pc because one of the biggest issues is there are people that have a pc don't have a ps5 and would get a PSVR 2 if they could plug it in. And I understand. Yep. But this is how I feel about it. And I have no no marketing research to make this. This could be is completely uneducated. PSVR 2 is not selling. Hopefully I'm getting this the right way around. People, I don't think PSVR 2 is going to sell PS5s to a huge extent. But PS5s is naturally going to sell PSVR 2s because obviously once you've got one, you're like, oh, I'm going to make the next leap. And what I mean by that is the, the, the worry that if we make PSVR 2 available on PC, it's now going to like reduce the amount of PS5s sold. Uh, I, I think there is, an, obviously there is an argument to that and there will, be, there will be some kind of loss. But if you want PSVR 2 to succeed, I think you're going to benefit a lot more by having that PC availability. But then also, I don't know what the mechanics are with making that work and if there are other problems that come about with people being able to then hack it. But I think some people have got it working on PC already. Like, there are ways of getting around it. Um, I think PlayStation just needs to embrace it. So, for me, that's that's a big thing. Um, and then the other part of it is... Um, how else they you know they fill up the funnel at the top how do they get more people adopting uh psvr2s and they need to like just be much smarter with their marketing always get comments on social media i've seen it for psvr about parole brian you know sony should hire you i've had it recently of like why should, aren't they using this to like promote their latest games um you know it's 
it's clearly not a major priority at the moment. And I think it's in part because Sony is going through some major restructuring internally. Jim Ryan stepped down. There's been all this backlash with the uh, live service strategy they were going to take. Um, the Last of Us 2 uh, remaster that's just come out has an amazing roguelite mode, which many are suspecting is using a lot of the mechanics that perhaps existed in this Factions 2 game. Because uh, God of War just had a roguelite mode uh, put into uh, the sequel game as well. Um, so there's a lot of strange things happening behind the scenes. Um, and obviously it's very easy to look in one ecosystem of PSVR 2 and then PS5. But Sony is a, or PlayStation is an overall operation. And despite the fact that PSVR 2 doesn't feel like a priority, it's the most I've seen them do marketing for the headset, I think, ever. Like they've, they've been doing a lot of, might not be the marketing we like to see, but they've been doing a lot. I've never seen so many influencers be given a, a VR headset at launch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Again, another ramble from me, but <laughs> well, I, um, I think it's interesting, Miles. That uh, I, I don't know if you saw this in the chat. Steve W said, uh, "Team Asobi, the Astrobot folks, have a message on their website that they're working on their most ambitious project yet. Good things are coming." Mm. And see, this is this is what I'm talking about. Like th- this, this is. I, I think most developers would probably say, "Hey, we're we're currently working on the most ambitious project we've ever we've ever made. Like this, the next one is always the biggest one," and. And so here's here's a studio saying something that should be very uh, taken for granted. Like you don't need to say this, but the fact that we're given the smallest little fucking morsel of, of a developer saying, "Hey, we're we're doing the exact thing that you think we should be doing. You're doing the we're doing the exact same thing as every other fucking studio out there." This is how bad the Sony communication is. Is that we're given this tiny little thing and everybody goes, oh, thank goodness, Team Asobi's working on something big. Well, well, of course they are, right? It's like, that's, everybody's working on something big for the mm-hmm. most part, you know? And so Sony just needs to be like, to amplify those voices a little bit. Uh, so we can all go, oh yeah, we're, we're fucking excited. Team Asobi's working on something big. I mean, that's, that's we don't need that much, right? And, I, and, and, and I'm curious to see how much we actually need. Um, like, I'm curious to see how much we need for these these supposed game journalists to stop talking shit about PSVR two when they're clearly you know out there just to hype up Quest, and it's like uh, come on guys like you have no idea what you're talking about but yet you're out there talking as if you're an authority on the topic right? oh my Quest three just made my PSVR two feel like a NES it's like go fuck yourself I'm sorry Paris that was the dumbest fucking tweet I've ever seen in my life right like it doesn't make any sense. Have you played your PSVR too? Because it doesn't sound like you have. And, and and just to add to that point, you know, a lot of the content creators I love watching in the PlayStation space. Um, and and by the way, just to let you know, I was a huge fan of them before they made these points. <laughs> which was um, when I think of like Josh Brown from What Culture Gaming or uh, Ryan Mystic uh, from the, the Mystic PlayStation Channel. I love yeah. his Friday show. Um, Let's talk PlayStation. Um, they they both are massive advocates for PSVR two, like and those those are people that I trusted yeah. already in terms of their opinion on stuff, and they're people that really get it. And look, it's not to say if you if you don't like PSVR two, then your opinions are shit. Um, but as as you were alluding to, Brian, it's about having opinions that are I'm going to say intellectually honest um, or grounded in a sense of of fairness. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I, I'm pretty sure it's the same in terms of American culture. It's definitely a big part of UK culture. I think people generally, when they see stuff being discussed in the world, whether it's in politics or anything else, people like fairness. People like to see things being talked about fairly. When things are done and they're disingenuous, it's just, it leaves a sour taste in your mouth. And, you know, um, I, and I, know, I know I can see when people respond to Ryan McCaffrey and stuff, and it's like, have you not even played these games yet? Um, and it's just, it's, it's a real shame. But then you could, well, I was going to say, maybe that's just a failure of the marketing, but I don't think it, I, I, it's a different kettle of fish with VR. It's a new space still. Um, we make this point again and again. The best games are often not tied to popular IP. Popular IP VR experiences are excellent, mm -hmm. but beyond that, because I can imagine that's what a lot of people did. They got the PSVR 2 headset. GT7, amazing. Horizon, amazing. Uh, Resident Evil Village, amazing. But what else? And they're looking down the list. And, you know, Ancient Dungeons? What, yeah, what, what the, the hell is that? that? That just looks... Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Yep. Very, yeah. very good point, Miles. Um, I, 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 I feel like I've been ignoring tips for the better part of 45 minutes here. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's blast through a few of these, Miles. Um, Silver Nexus with the $10 tip says, is this thing working? <laughs> Thanks for all you do, Brian. Thank you, Silver Nexus. I uh, really appreciate you guys. Uh, it looks like, and it looks like, uh, it looks like the super chats are working. So, uh, so thank you everybody for all the support. Mikey D with the $5 tips says, enjoying RE4 and must get back to village, but RE7 is the scariest in VR. An absolutely disgusting world. I need uh, a shovel. Nope, a shower. I can't read, Miles. Every time I play it. Uh, when I, I'll tell you what I think of uh, when people say like the, the world in Resident Evil 7 is disgusting. Uh, back in the Midnight Gamescast days, early days of the channel, um, one of Jeremy's favorite things to do on camera was to reach over here behind him and grab my RE7 candle in off of the off of the bookshelf and threaten to open it up because without even lighting it, it smelled putrid. All you have to do is open it and like the room smells for like a day. And so <laughs> that's what I think of. There's a smell associated with uh, Resident Evil 7 for me that comes from Ooh. Resident Evil 7 candle. Uh, and uh, I, I urge you all to never, never buy it and smell it because it's putrid. <laughs> Uh, let's see Paul Allen's card. I don't know who Paul Allen is. Uh, I don't know anything about that username. So let's move along with the five quid says, just wanted to say me and my partner appreciate all your effort and passion for PSVR over the years. All you guys are great. Thank you. Uh, let's see Paul Allen's card. Uh, macho, 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 the real estate procrastinating game cat with the level two membership says, LOL, and Kubo just needs a better business model. Release buggy letdown of a hyped game. Release apology statement, promising patches, patch the wrong thing. <laughs> uh, can, can, yeah. can I just say about like a hyped game? Sure. What made Bulletstorm VR hyped? Like, it's a known IP. Yep. It was showcased as it's coming out. Mm -hmm. Um... It's a flat. I, it's a, I don't know. It's a flat screen game. It's it's doing the thing that we've been asking developers to do for sure. the last seven or eight years, and that's grab these games that are like sort of just dying out there on ps3 ps4 uh games that uh, are being very quickly forgotten about uh, and give them new life it can't cost very much to license these things because most no one cares about doing anything right. with them uh and so and then bring them into vr make them vraf um 
And so I think that's why well, people cared more than anything else. Not because Bulletstorm was an amazing game. I and mean, people have said, yeah, it's, you know, they, they really enjoyed it back in the day, but it's more because it was the thing that we wanted from, from that, developers and for, and from VR. Yeah, that's all, that's all true. I guess my point was in terms of when it comes to like what makes them hyped, it wasn't them coming out the door going, this is going to blow your mind. This is the best game ever. It was marketed. I, I just do worry sometimes. And again, this is a criticism I'd even throw at myself that we worry, we, we complain that VR is not getting marketed enough. So they shout about it when games are being developed. Uh, and then, and then, and then we sort of complain because it doesn't meet the expectations that we have now expectations that it's a game that's good all of that is completely understandable and i'm not i'm not complaining about that we should definitely criticize games when they're not great when they're released and they're unfinished but um i just think the the sort of like games being hyped as a part of the uh, criticism i i don't think is fair because um uh games should be marketed the second part is they should also be released in a good in a good in a good state (laughs) which they're not (laughs) And this has been the uh, Captain Obvious segment of yeah. Cast. By the way, Bullet, Bulletstorm I've still not played yet. Um, so I need, I need to jump into that. <laughs> Salvatore says, Brian, I had that candle. It melted in my old car on a hot day. Every time I got, uh, every time <sighs> it got hot, the smell would come back. <laughs> I, have two, I have two other gaming candles too. I have Skyrim and... Great. I have no idea what it was. It's obviously a VR game. Uh, can't can't remember what it was though. Somebody in the chat will tell me. I'm sure. Um. Here, what else we got, man? What else we got? We got. Uh, oh, Mach- it's Macho again uh, with the five dollar tip. Says, oh, that, that is the continuation of his membership. He says, then rinse and repeat. Slowly filling uh-huh. my wait for patch folder with Incubo games. Come on, Incubo. Uh, yeah. Z- and, I, and I'm really torn when we talk about Incubo because I think I actually think Green Hell VR was a great game. Uh, there were there were problems with it, right? Um, not expecting every game to be perfect, and that resolution certainly could have been better. But man, like you push through and you play that game, it just it's. I, I thought it was really fun to play. I thought it was better than Saints and Sinners in some uh, some regards. Saints and Sinners being the clearly better game overall. Um, and, uh, and and so like, I'm a little torn on that, you know. Uh, I wonder how perfect a game has to be for me not to be distracted when I play it. Cause that's the thing with like vertigo too. I don't think it has to be perfect. I don't think the frame rate has to be running at like 120 FPS nonstop, like, you know, silky smooth, but how, but how good does it have to be for me not to be distracted by it? And that's a case by case basis, right? I've loved a lot of imperfect games over the years. I've loved a lot of games that like, you know, have issues, but I still loved and you know, because because you can make up for these things with awesome gameplay mechanics or whatever. But then there's some things like uh, that are just so distracting, you can't not pay attention to them. Like they pull you out of the experience constantly. And so this is something I've been sort of wrestling with, being like, and I guess it's not something I have to wrestle with, right, Miles? It's like it's like it's by case by case basis. And if something's bad enough for it to be distracting to me, well, then like then then that's an issue. I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, too right. Uh, Luke Venable with the $5 tip says, just wanted to say, I hope you don't do away with the awards this year. Um, also, please don't shorten the show. I think you need, I just need to advertise it more. He's talking about the awards I love show, the, not the, the feedback show. still coming from. This is amazing, man. You got the best feedback from this community. Yeah. Oh, dude, we've, we've talked, we've talked so much about the award show and people have left amazing comments and like, like I, so basically 
if I, it, I, I think but what people are basically saying is that we have a great award show, right? Yes. And that like, if, if, if more people just you need more people to watch it. Um, however, if the goal is to get more people to watch it, I certainly have a formula now. Everybody has, everybody has said this, oh, you should do this, you should do this, 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 and this. Um, and, uh, and, and so we just have to figure out like what we're really looking for, like what's, what's the smartest way to do it, uh, that won't completely burn me out every December. Yes. So <laughs> we'll figure it out though. But thank you, Luke. We appreciate the feedback. Uh, friends have Xbox, a username I absolutely love with the Canadian $7 tip says that delayed game quote was from a time before games could be regularly updated. Nowadays it isn't, uh, applicable, applicable as much. Agreed. That's a good point. When a game came out on uh, on PlayStation One or Two, uh, they weren't. You couldn't just patch those things. Like you were fucked. Like the, the game, the game was just always going to be broken. Uh, so things have changed considerably. Doesn't make it any better. <laughs> it, it just makes me feel like it's not a complete waste of money when I buy something and it's not great. Because fingers crossed, it'll get better later. Grandpa's barbecue or X? Uh, no. Xbox grandpa's barbecue or game cat this coffee needs to kick in like now with the Australian $5 tip says do we know if quest has an exclusive deal with YouTube VR and or Netflix I don't I mean I don't think anything's been said publicly about that um you just want to watch uh, 3d movies and, and 3d videos on a uh, on PSVR 2 that was something I loved about Vertigo 2 was the 3D cinematics. Yeah, you um, like that? I, I did. I did. I was really surprised. Um, obviously, it's like, would it, I'd rather be in there. I don't know. There's something kind of mesmerizing. Like I'm looking at a screen, but there is a, it is 3D. Like, yeah, I thought, I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I, I was torn on it, right? Because this is something that was ha that happened in dreams a lot. They would just basically take the scene and then letterbox it right just black out everything except for the the widescreen kind of theater mode and um i don't know there's something about it that feels cheap to me um i i, I don't know what the solution is though like i'm not a game developer i just know that like watching cutscenes kind of bores me whether they're 2d or, or 3d um i see i think i think it's what you're you're like yeah i'm watching some an experience when, when you're in things that could be a cutscene, but you're standing around waiting for stuff to move on. Um, I think there are some games where that's necessary, like if your character's actually present. But like if that was done where you're like you're just in you're floating in the area, you know, you can also do camera angles then, so it gives you you know some some advantages with the cinematography. Um but then again, I've not got to the end of Vertigo 2, so by the end of it, I might be like, yeah, I'm sick of it. <laughs> but like, there's, I, not, I was... there's not that many. Yeah. Like, that's the, no. that's the good thing about it is like a lot of the communication, you know, you're, you're running uh, with Brian at the beginning, you know, uh, and, and it's like, so a lot of the story is being delivered as you're running through and like watching this battle yeah. unfold and shit. And like, I think that's where VR excels is like, you know, making you feel like you're really in the midst of something. Uh, and so that, I think that's why I've seen how good it can be done in real time. So he pulls you out and like says, Hey, here's a, here's a cutscene. 3d, 2d doesn't matter. I'm like, eh, I can do without this. Um, which is crazy because I used to love, 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 dude. When I got a PlayStation one game back in the day, my favorite thing would be like, like, I just want to watch the intro cutscene. I wanted it to go on all day long. Like, uh, Oddworld, Abe's Odyssey. 
Like that whole introduction was so good. And I yeah. was like, this is awesome. And I got to the game and I was like, uh, like I just want to watch that opening cinematic again, right? I was so impressed by all that back in the day. And so things have really changed. Um, and, you know, I think everybody evolves as a gamer uh, and, and their tastes change over the years. You know, I was such a point and click guy, a point and click adventure guy on PC like 30 years ago. <laughs> it's like things yeah. change. So. And talking about like um, like cinematics or, or movies and that, because someone in the chat was just saying the Disney Plus app for PSVR two would be ace. Um, I, I, I remember now that the 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 PS five controller it came with Disney Plus. I oh, did it. Netflix, like there was clearly a deal done. Mm. Like, they say to those apps of, do you, do you want to be on the controller? Because I think Netflix wasn't available at launch, or was it Disney Plus? Some of them were brought in like a bit later. Um, and so there are going to be discussions. So like Sony again could be, you know, in discussions of like, we want to have this as a part of our package. We're doing this for Sony pictures content. So why not do it for Netflix and stuff as well? So yeah, as, as Brian was alluding to earlier, this is something that's definitely coming. It has to. Yep. It has to. It has to. It has to. Uh, Fluke, the Swedish game cat with the 50 Sekiro says, just testing Super Chat. Don't mind me. We will not mind you at all, Fluke. Thank you so much <laughs> for checking that out and testing it for us. Uh, still ill with the $50 tip. Thank you for your generosity, sir. It says, I don't catch the show live very often. Uh, so I'll say this now. Love what you guys, love what you guys do and wishing you all the best. And to Miles, keep your head held high. My friend, you're a star. That's something the British say, right? I think we say it. Um, not usually with a $50 tip, which is very nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, honestly, um, appreciate that. Very, very kind of you to say. Uh, by the way, that thinking emoji they've used, mm -hmm. like, I know it just means thinking. I always find, it's not a criticism of this message, but I never <laughs> like using it because it always looks like, am I in snarky. trouble? Oh. It, it, it's like, yeah, I'm not happy about this. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah some of it, uh, I've seen it, I've seen variations on the thinking emoji and, it, and, and it, it, it always makes me think that the person who used it has that, has that gotcha moment, like, ha, bro. Yes. Like, you, you oh, know, right. you, see what you the, mean. the thing you're saying isn't isn't what you mean and here's why ha you know like it, it always seems a little snarky for some reason uh and yes we <laughs> but that's not at all what we thought of your uh comments still ill thank you for again for your generosity yeah uh, fox die infected with the five euro says i'm thinking about starting a cult where we just worship ancient dungeon all day long want to join whoa uh, i feel like um you're infringing on my existing cult fox die infected uh you may join our cult but I will not be joining yours. <laughs> Dude, Ancient Dungeon is it's crazy because, uh, you know, obviously I hang out in voice chat all day long uh, over on Discord. And people keep, people in voice chat are playing Ancient Dungeon, uh, you know, while I'm sitting there working on like a Toy Trains review or a Bulletstorm review. And it drives me crazy because I'm like, oh, you guys are playing a good game and I'm, I'm going to sit here and play this. And so that's all I can think about when I'm working on a review is like, can't wait for this to be over so I can go play Ancient Dungeon more, which I admittedly have not done because I've been busy. But it's a great game. And if you haven't played it yet, you should. It's on sale right now. I think it's 20% off, uh, which makes it, what, yeah. $16 or something like that? Already, It's already a good time. Amazing. Yeah. Um. 
Miles, uh, this is this is also. I mean, so we really appreciate everyone who's who's donated, and uh, and and the, and the tips are certainly a way to get your viewer takeover style question into the show. <laughs> but we also have a Discord. Uh, we can click the link in the description below and come join us over there. And there's a whole channel uh, in our Discord for viewer takeover questions. Uh, and, uh, and and knowing full well that there wasn't a whole lot to talk about today, we wanted to make sure that we opened it up to everybody. Um, so we've got a few questions from Discord as well, Miles. Nice. Um, I haven't actually seen these. So perfect. I haven't either. I copied and pasted all of them, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read through them, and we'll do kind of a rapid fire thing. Okay. Uh, Fifth says, "What's the next RE game? Two or seven or nine? I'm assuming he means which one are we gonna see on PSVR two next? Two, seven, or nine? That's such. It's a really good question. I think, I think it's gonna be nine. I think they're gonna push that the next game they do." will be, uh, and I think Wes was saying it on, on Wednesday, um, that they're going to try and make it a, a match. They're going to do one better than last time. It's going to be, yeah, you know, you've, you've mastered the headset. Next game, at launch, it'll be a, there'll be a VR version yeah. built into the game so everyone can enjoy the game at launch together, whether it's in VR or not. Um, yeah, I think I think that was one of my 2024 predictions. Um Wes may have said it as well, but I agree with that. Uh, but but I also think that Resident Evil 9 is too far off for that to be our next PSVR 2 version, our next PSVR 2 mode. Um, I, I feel like we will get to... When did RE8 come out? I mean, I know they've been working on other stuff as well, it, but well, like... The, the the game itself and not the VR version? Yeah, yeah. That nope, was uh, no May knows. 2021, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, and so... Uh, so yeah, so I, I do think we're maybe like a, you know we've got. I don't think it's coming out. I don't think nine's coming out this year. I bet that's a twenty twenty five title. And okay, so yeah, I, that's fair. I feel like this year at some point we'll get. Um, I think two would be the one everybody everybody wants that everyone would be excited for. Although seven obviously is something we really want. Um, so I, I don't I don't think nine will be the next one, but I do think nine will happen. Um, and in the meantime, I'm just going to roll the dice and say two. We're going to get Resident Evil two in VR. That's just a random fucking guess. Um, RE Village VR. Is yeah. it only on PSVR 2? It's not on any other platform? Yeah, not counting like, you know, just like mods and shit. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Seven Seven uh, is a PSVR 1 exclusive, Village and 4. Um, four remake. Yeah, I can see Sony splashing the cash going, hey, we'll give you this. Just bring P uh, RE7 to the PSVR 2. Like, oh, yeah. the idea that, like, all these Resident Evil games you can experience in VR on PSVR 2 is such a... Uh, would be such an epic trailer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they've done one for Ethan. They've done one for like Leon Kennedy in like the most beloved of the of the series. And then RE2 would be a great one going back to the classics. Um, I still want to stand next to um, Nemesis. <laughs> Dude, the bit in RE3, I feel like it's been long enough to worry about spoilers. Are you, but are you one of my talking favorite about remake scenes, or are you talking about the original? The, the remake. One of my favorite bits out of that entire game is when you're climbing up the ladder out of the sewer. And as you get to the top, Nemesis is there and he grabs your head. It's such a holy shit moment. That in VR. <laughs> Just incredible. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And Capcom's actually really good about um, keeping you in VR for those kind of segments. And just being like, you're going to experience this in first person in VR. Um, whereas like a lot of other uh, developers would flip to a cutscene. Although, 
RE3 remake was third person, just like RE4 was. And so I guess anything that I experienced in Resident Evil 7 or Village uh, cannot be, it's not good for comparison. Uh, mm. Sandy232 on our Discord says, um, hashtag viewer takeover, have you heard anything about Returnal being ported to PSVR 2? Uh, haven't heard anything, uh, but I will say Returnal seems to be a game where, you know, when you get the, uh, the Unreal uh, VR injector, uh, or you've got people demonstrating their headsets. Um, it's a game that people keep using. And so Housemark and Sony would be out of their minds not to go, this is a game that people de want so desperately in VR that it's one of the first games they try with the Unreal Injector, that it's uh, being demonstrated in VR, you know, here and there, whatever. And it just seems like one of those games that like is a no-brainer. A lot of people, I think, at first thought, hey, this is a third-person action game. It's not going to work in first-person VR. And then now that we've got proof that it works perfectly in VR first person, uh, they would be insane not to pay attention to that. Yeah, they might have to do some tweaks. I don't know how you feel about this, but like in the mechanics, because of the bullet hell, you know, being in third person definitely lends itself to giving you an advantage over first person when dealing in a bullet hell space. Mm -hmm. But I do think if maybe as long as the bullets don't hit your hands and head, you know what I mean, kind of thing. Um, then you're all right. I think they might have to do some tweaking there. Um, but I haven't seen any of the long-term playing with that. I, I've seen a lot of video footage. And the thing I see again and again is people mentioning that when you shoot the bullets, you can see like it picking up leaves off the ground, you know, stuff you wouldn't have noticed playing it regularly. And uh, I know seeing on Ian Higton's uh, stream, him just holding up the gun and looking at it and going, for a game that wasn't built for first person, the, game looks, the, the gun looks so good in your hand up close. Like, it just shows you how how well it is but yeah returnal is the is like was the psvr2 launch title i was dreaming of um and i know a lot of people feel that way so um yeah the the injector stuff we've talked about a lot and it's it, it makes me excited because i think it does you know if you see natural buzz you don't have to worry oh there's a a returnal port so if we develop one people aren't going to buy it because they've already got one no people will play the official one you know that that is the one people want to play um because it's the same with like re village uh wes had played the mod uh hadn't he and he says it was really really good but then he's like but i don't know how much of this i want to play because um i think at that point we were i think we probably knew that the um, psvr2 one was coming out but even so you're always gonna if you've had a good time playing a mod you're gonna want to play the official port in like I mean, it has, it has trophies. And PC VR gaming is like you know, pretty. I don't want to. I don't want to start making random claims or accusations. But it's it's low. It's low on the totem pole, right? A lot of people have PSVR two because they don't want to do PC gaming or do PC VR gaming or have a a, a PC that's powerful enough to to run all these things. Uh, and so you're dealing with, I think, much, much different crowds here. Uh, yes, a lot of VR enthusiasts, people who love VR, are going to have multiple headsets. Um, but I don't think that's everybody. I think that's a pretty low number, to be honest. Uh, Reth over on our Discord, Reth1142, writes, hashtag viewer takeover. What, is, what are your ideas on how Sony could entice more people to buy PSVR 2? Specific games, IPs, social apps, collaborations with streaming services, what would convince the non-believers? Miles, we could, this is a whole episode right here. Um, yeah. So if you, if you could control Sony for one day, if you go in and be like, take this one suggestion 
in order for PSVR 2 to be a raving success, what would that one suggestion, that was the only amount, that you, they would only listen to one of your ideas and take that and run with it. What would be your one suggestion? Uh, it would be every year release a VR port of a first-party Sony game. Wow. Wow. As in, just have a flagship. It's because it, you know Spider-Man Two on the flat screen. I'm not talking about VR. Yeah. When they release that, that's done years, like three years in advance, and you know it's coming. But when the hype is there, if they literally said, um, like 2025, The Last of Us VR, <sighs> the hype would be unbelievable. I mean, just the way you reacted that, and like, I think about that. Yeah. And to be fair, I think that Naughty Dog haven't ruled it out but i do think they've got their priorities right they've just had the tv show so they were right to do a uh, remake of the last of us one to have some parity with the second game uh remastering the second so it is on ps5 as well as they're now working on the the second season of the show i i understand the criticisms of people saying oh why are they doing a remaster and a remake and stuff point is the people that love it and i can't wait to play the remaster with the roguelite mode um that is definitely where their priority should have been. And obviously, I wish instead of doing that um, Factions live service game, I just keep thinking, if only they put their energy and time in support in the first game to VR, you know? Yeah. I would have been happy with just a Factions 2, like on uh, The Last of Us Part 2. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's my long, rounded way of saying that I actually don't think it's out of the question that The Last of Us comes to VR. But I do think if every year they just said this game is going to be playable on PSVR 2. I think that that becomes the kind of the, the, the North Star of a marketing campaign every year. That's the hero content. And it's like something that VR gamers can celebrate every year of like, what's it going to be next year? And then it's also not yeah. asking too much in terms of, I'm not saying do it every quarter or something like that. And it's not to say it wouldn't be a big undertaking as well. But your first party studios, you kind of say to all your top tier first party studios, in this cycle, I want you to do a VR game of a VR port of one of your games, so that it's not putting too much pressure on one studio. Um, so yeah, that'd be mine. Uh, Frank's in the chat. What's up, Frank? Says uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. Uh, yeah, with a big yeah, fat. I mean, duh. After it, yeah, um, yeah. I, I agree, Frank. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five is, you know, obviously one of the highest selling games ever made. Uh, and, and you got to wonder, like, is is it enough at this point, right? Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five is on its way out. Grand Theft Auto Six is on its way in. Would the we window's want, narrowing, right? Yeah. Get ha have that have a PSVR two version day and date uh, with that, and of course, you know, whatever Grand Theft Online evolves into as the next game comes out. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, that these are good answers. Last of Us and Grand Theft Auto. These are great answers for. Uh, for what games should Sony and Sony partners be focused on in order to make PSVR 2 a success, which, of course, the game catalog is always going to be one of the things that sells the hardware faster, uh, it makes believers out of non-believers. But I also think in order to get con convert more people, it, there's a ma we, we've got a massive price problem, right? Lots of people have a PS5, 40 million people, PS5. The fact that PSVR 2 isn't just like, I don't know, hitting 10% of that audience already means it's too expensive, too expensive for the for, for most consumers. 
I'm totally fine with it because like this is my whole life, right? I'm totally fine with it because this is how I consume video games now. Like I don't really play flat screen games. So like is $550 a lot of money? Yeah, but like I'm getting a lot of value out of it. Most people don't understand how much they're going to use it. And so I think I think someone just needs to take a massive loss on this thing and get it into more people's hands and make their money up on just tons of software. Um, I, I mean, $300 is the magical price point. And we're not going to get there. Obviously, you can't just drop the price from 550 to 300 overnight. But like, they need to start making moves to get there, right? Like, it needs to come down to 400 as soon as possible, and then the next year 300, right? Just like get as many people in. I mean, if they want to push VR, you know, they could be completely content just having a headset out there so that people can continue to play VR games on PlayStation 5. They could be totally content. If you want it, you got it, here it is. Uh, but we're not going to take a massive loss on it. But, yeah. Um, who, who else we got? Um, ba, 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 ba. Rody says, hashtag viewer takeover. With the success of Ancient Dungeon, is there any other upcoming indie game you're hoping slips in and blows people away? There's a well, lot of upcoming uh, indie games. It's it's, tough it, I mean, Madison VR, I don't feel like is going to slip in. Like, it's, it's a, but it is an indie. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, it's a massive, like, well-renowned game that won so many awards but it is an indie one uh is it is it hopes or we think's gonna blow people away uh hope hope yeah um i mean this minecrafty looking one oh cube yeah i hope there's something there that yeah um yeah. developer was in the chat on uh on monday's show i can't remember man every day runs together um yeah <clears throat> but but yeah that cube should be coming out this month and uh i mean it looks beautiful uh, i can only imagine how great yeah. this looks in the headset um so yeah i mean I'm, I'm hopeful i mean like i dude i really hope that you know i don't know if ultra wings 2 is on everybody's radar but with that game coming out supposedly in the next 10 ish days or so um you know, I, I asked them over on Twitter. Uh, I DM them and asked if they had, you know, they've been advertising uh, what the frame rate would be, and they said it's going to be a native ninety, which is really nice, man. It's like you know, we're getting a flight game with tons of missions, tons of content. Um, bit, sorry, sirens on my end with a, um, a proven track record. Like Ultra Wings One was awesome, and obviously Ultra Wings Two has been out on other platforms for a while. Uh, so, I, th I think if I think if Ultra Wings Two doesn't kind of blow us away, uh, I would be surprised. Um, so that's my hope. Wow, a lot of sirens. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Nihilus Ryan says, hashtag viewer takeover. Maybe you need a brief segment on the PlayStation Store upcoming games like Rainbow Reactor Fusion or Operation Serpents. Uh, I just got my Operation Serpents keys last night. Um, so, uh, I mean, we can. I can absolutely... Uh, talk about that soon enough um but it is yeah maybe maybe we should have a, a segment on every show or once a week where we just look yeah, at the yeah, playstation store and say what the fuck is this game uh, and then look right, up some yeah. trailers and do some research live and everyone can be on the same page hmm. um what else we got uh snafu in the chat i'm uh, sorry not in the chat in the on discord says hashtag viewer takeover have you guys played resist by binary mill and do you think there's a chance of it coming to psvr too 
Uh, man, if you guys haven't, oh, haven't seen Resist, let me throw the trailer for you right now. Um, Resist is... Uh, the binary mill is very hit or miss with me. Like, I think they have great ideas. Um, and uh, But but I don't, I don't love all their games. Um, this looks like a great fucking Spider-Man game. Um, <laughs> Spider-Man type game. Uh, you're swinging through the city. I don't, I don't really know what the gameplay loop is like. Um, but it looks great. The people who've played it says it's really fun. And, uh, and the fact that they just brought gun club VR to PSVR two and did a pretty fucking good job of it. Might I add, um, makes me think that binary mill has PSVR two in their sites and it's time for them to start porting all of their games over. Um, and so hopefully this is, hopefully this is the one they concentrate on next because yeah, mini motor racing X was fine. Uh, rush VR was great, but this looks like the game I want to play. And so, Fingers crossed. I think the probability is pretty high. Yeah, it does look fun. <laughs> uh, Shades of Grey Matter in the chat uh, says, I chatted with uh, briefly with the Arcan Age devs uh, on their Discord, and they said they're trying to give the performance, um, trying to give a performance and fidelity mode, um, so 90 hertz or 60 reprojected um, on PSVR 2, which is great. I, th I think I th if that's an option... I think we should get that more often. I mean, don't don't you think, Miles? Like, certain people care about frame rates, and some people don't yep. even notice reprojection. And so, when there's people who don't notice might... reprojection and they just yep. want the game to be as beautiful as possible, like, give that to them. But for me, I'm like, always performance in VR, always performance. Definitely want to yep. see uh, the slickest frame rate I can. Yeah, Archangel looks so good. Hopefully, that comes out. Hmm. Hopefully, it doesn't disappoint. Uh, I think we have some more tips here before we call it a day, Miles. Um, make sure I don't screw this up. Uh, Grandpa's barbecue game cat with the level one membership. Don't forget, be a member over here. Get free, get to send us free tips. Um, imagine if RE9 was VR only for the first six months. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, totally improbable. Never going to yeah. happen, at least not in the next five years or so. Capcom's um, like, how could we kneecap ourselves from success anymore? Right. <laughs> right. Uh, it's just, yeah, there's no way it could happen. I, I don't think there's enough money Sony could ever throw at them. Be like, yeah. here's $20 billion. It's like, okay, maybe then we'll do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, whew, I mean, that would definitely convince some people to buy a VR headset. That's for sure. I love I love the fantastical suggestions like that, where it's like, yeah. man, if, if money just wasn't an issue these deals could definitely be made, but there's just no way. <laughs> uh, friends have Xbox with the seven Canadians says, uh, maybe Capcom will throw a curveball and give the tw uh, 2002 RE1 remake a VR version. Now that's pretty cool because- I've actually never played the original Resident Evil. Or the remake? No, 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 you've, no, you've, played no you've played no version of Resident Evil 1. Of, of the original Resident Evil, yeah. All right. I, I don't know. So I, I, that would be that would be amazing. Like it'd be a great way to start it off. Um so yeah. RE2 was my uh, my like when I when I knew about it. Yeah. Um I mean yeah. I love I love Resident Evil 1. I love every version of it I've ever played. Like I've played it on the DS. I've played it on the. It was the Resident Evil One was what caused me to get a PlayStation One over a Sega Saturn. That was a decision wow. maker for me. Um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah. 
I love it. I think the, I think the original PlayStation One version is my favorite. Uh, but I, I guess yeah, if you were porting one into VR, I I think we'd go with the that GameCube remake. Not that the environments are like 3D or anything. It's all still you know really well uh, well animated and rendered 2D backgrounds, but still. Uh, macho, 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 the real estate procrastinating game cat with the $5 says Capcom has so many GGs for VR. Uh, good games mm-hmm. for VR Monster Hunter, yeah. Dragons, <laughs> Dragon's Dogma, uh, Bionic Commando, Mega Man. Just keep feeding PSVR to Capcom, please. <laughs> we want them all. I do think of Capcom as kind of like the insomniac games of PS5. Like when I think about who's really waving the flag for the for the for the platform why isn't insomniac games the insomniac games like they have so much vr expertise they have so many um pc vr games that are really well regarded where where the fuck are their vr games like that doesn't make any sense at all in vr would be incredible i mean sure but there's like you know completely new ips that the that the pc oh, yeah, vr yeah. side of things saw it's like like how why aren't those being ported like what's there, I, there's got to be some kind of deal going on um or so well, unfortunately from the leaks of like the next 10 years it looks like the vr isn't on their radar um yeah yeah um but also like i don't think i i i don't think that if i don't think that's anything to like be concerned about um no mostly because insomniac is working on so many different things that yeah would you really if you were sony would you be like hey uh we're gonna we're gonna designate part of your team to port your older VR games into PSVR too. It's like, no, get, 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 get a studio. That's really good at, you know, porting VR games to do that. And this goes back to the thing about priorities, like the flat screen division of PlayStation at the moment is having to play catch up after this like lag from the, uh, pandemic, uh, and playing catch up there. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, they're going to tell, no, you keep working on the thing that we need to, you know have these massive hitters and also there's a big reckoning happening with like the cost of games and is it is it gonna um is it sustainable um yeah um where are we at um oh man still more tips Trek f what's up with the uh, 12 plantains says last of us cyberpunk gta but people want returnal mm-hmm. uh, i feel like Returnal would be the easier one to do i, I think uh, yeah if you last of us cyberpunk gta amazing amazing choices uh and would sell a lot of headsets i think um just more work involved in getting those into vr uh want them all Alejandro D, Catallurgic GameCat with the level three membership. Uh, says, hey, Brian. Hey, hey, Alejandro. Thanks for the awesome tips. Got Ancient Dungeon and uh, got the lenses a few months ago or a month ago. Hopefully you can make an accessories video. Yeah, that's something AJ and I have been planning on doing forever. Um, just doing an, like literally an episode of Gamescast where we just show you guys, you know, the globular cluster and different lenses and uh, all, all sorts of different uh, accessories that have been sent to us that are just piling up in boxes around us. Um, so uh, AJ, soon enough, I, I actually need to mail some of this shit to AJ <laughs> so that like he can try it out and then we can have a whole episode devoted to an accessory uh, episode. So, whew, Miles. Brian, 
think it's time for some 20 questions. What do you think? Yep. As long as I've got help from the game cats, as always. For real. Uh, so everybody in the chat, you guys only have six minutes and 20 yes or no questions to figure out what PSVR 1 or PSVR 2 game I'm thinking of. Um, help them out, guys. This is not an easy game. Uh, I'm going to put six minutes up on the clock right now. I can feel my brain fizzling out, Miles, as the minutes go by. Are you ready? I'm not ready, but okay. we're going to go for it. Okay. <laughs> on your mark. Uh, get this. Go. Uh, is this on PSVR? Yep. It's on PSVR. And is it on PSVR too? Yep. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, so on both. Um, does the game feature multiplayer? No. No multiplayer. Okay. Um, and is it primarily a first-person shooter? Uh, in a pretty loose sense of the word, or a pretty loose sense of the genre, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's have a look. Just looking at the chat. Um, does, the, does the game therefore focus more on puzzles than it does combat? Um, not more, but there is, okay. there, there's a bit there of puddles, puzzle solving. There's a, there's a bit of other stuff to do for sure. That's fine. Okay. Mm, 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 mm. And I always ask this question, is it, is it set in a futuristic or sci-fi world? Uh, I would say no, but okay. I think parts of the game are open to in interpretation. Okay. I'd, I would say. But not futuristic. I mean, let's just go with no. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, is it a PSVR exclusive? Oh, no. No, it is not. No, not, not exclusive. Okay. Um, does it have a realistic art style? No. Not realistic art style. Um, okay. Um, is it is it based on a, a popular IP? Um, you mean like from outside Other of, than like from outside of gaming? Is it like outside, from outside of gaming? Yeah. No. Okay. Um, is there is there melee combat in this? Yeah, that's ten. And. I was going to trip on my own question then. Sirens on my um, <laughs> Are the enemies other humans? No. And I don't. I, that doesn't include zombies because zombies have turned. So I stand by my statement. No. No. Uh, can you go in vehicles? in this game can you go in vehicles in this game no i don't believe so uh right so just as a recap people it's on psvr and psvr 2 there's no multiplayer um loosely it's a first person shooter um 
some puzzling, uh, not futuristic. Uh, it's not exclusive to PlayStation VR. Not a realistic art style. Uh, not based on a popular IP outside of gaming. There is melee combat. Enemies are non-human, uh, <laughs> and there aren't vehicles. Friends have um, Xbox. This is zombie racism. This <laughs> um, can I get a clarification? The, the, the question I did about, is it a first-person shooter? We saw, mm-hmm. but Lucy, can we just confirm it? It is first-person. Yep. Yeah, it's first person. Okay, um, it's just not strictly a shooter, is what I was. Yeah, 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 to. yeah. yeah. Um, it, it would you would would it be a top twenty five debate consideration? Nope, not top twenty five. Okay, um, is it a bad game? I I don't think so. No, no, no. Bad? No. Average? Man, based on, on PSVR, based on PSVR. the suggestions in the chat, we are far, far away. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not. I'm no, no offense, people. This is PSVR and PSVR two. Um, is it? Is it? Is it an open world game? No. Is it? Does it all take place in one world? No. Like it's not segmented by levels. No. That's what I mean. It's segmented. No. That's fifteen. It's segmented. You only got a minute and nine seconds and four questions and a guess. Um, does it have a, does it, does it have a trophy list that you'd, you'd be happy to grind, like you'd, you'd, you'd want to complete? Not really, no. No, not, not really. No. No. In fact, I don't think I care uh, about yeah, completing yeah. this trophy list. Okay. Uh, and I am so lost with this. Um, <clears throat> is it, is it arcadey? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, does okay, more... is, there, is, there, is, there, is it arcade in terms of like scores? Do you get scores in it? If there's a score system, I don't remember it being okay. pertinent. Um, but it feels arcade to play. There's more to it than a, a standard arcade game. Man, I'm absolutely... I'm going to kick myself when I hear this. Um, Probably not. Oh, man, I'm, I'm out of time, aren't I? You get to about 10 seconds left. I'm not even going to take a guess. I generally don't know. Is it is it Crisis Brigade? It is not Crisis Brigade. Miles. I didn't think it was. Uh, coming out uh, November 7th, yeah. 2023. So very recently on both PSVR 1 and PSVR 2. Anybody? 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 That's right. It's Kill It With Fire VR. Oh. Kill It With Fire? Yeah. Did it come out on PSVR? It did, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it came out at the same yeah. time. I think it took a little bit. No, for no, to you're right. PSVR one, um, but yeah, Man, it's, yeah. It, I would have. It's funny because so frequently when we talk about PSVR one games that are also on PSVR two, there's this massive gap between the times that they came out, right? And so I'm always thinking about like earlier in the generation, uh, like went about completely different games uh, than something that came out very recently. And it wouldn't have been Crisis Brigade because it um, has humans that you're fighting. Um, I, I just I just picked one randomly from the chat. No, no, uh, it yeah, always good, happens. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good, Silver good, Nexus. Good choice, man. Silver Nexus is I mean, I'm shooter. Going, I'm going through. Yeah. 100%. Like, you start off with lots of, like, you know, frying pans or whatever's around the environment. There's a lot of fucking yeah. guns in this game. A lot of fucking guns. And even finger guns. Boom, 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 boom. Mm. Which never run out oh, of man. 
And it's a first-time pick, this game. Oh, no way. I have to say, a lot. there's quite a few PSVR 2 that are also on PSVR that um, throw me off. Like, if, if it's a game that's on both platforms, that's when I can often get thrown off. Because straight away, your mind goes to games that were ported. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The ones that were released on PSVR 2 and PSVR at the same time. Those are the like the tricky ones, like the down and out. I got you on uh, before, similar sort of vein. Seriously. Um, also, I try yeah. not to think about down and out whenever possible. <laughs> it's like, yeah, if I'm having a bad day, that down and out just makes it worse. So we try not to think about it. Yeah, yeah sorry. Sorry bringing that up. That's all smoke. All right. Hey, before we get to the end of the show, uh, I want to give a shout out to 4D uh, because 4D, as always, did his thing with Walkabout Mini Golf. And so he made like a, his hole in one compilation where like oh, wow, he, he yeah. went uh, around the world in 80 days. Uh, but, but here's what I want you guys to do. If you want to see 4D, the four dimensional game cats, awesome videos, which is always like really painstakingly showing hole in ones on every single hole, uh, go to, go to over to discord and check it out in the clip of the week channel, uh, and check it out because he puts a lot of time and effort into it. Um, I, I just, I get concerned that like people don't want to see that they don't want to see spoilers if they haven't played the game yet or haven't played the course uh and so we, we've got a different clip of the week this week uh but make sure you go over to discord and check out all the work you put into that and sorry i didn't respond to you earlier today 40 i wasn't awake until right before the show so um all right you guys uh thank you everybody uh, who helps uh who, who did helps no one get that game in the top 20 in the 20 questions no one in the chat got it i didn't was see it? anybody I but i was I, also making sure that i was like checking sure yeah, the yeah yeah playstation i don't think anyone so, did yeah 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 um Thanks everybody helps the channel run. We appreciate you dearly uh, from all the moderators to uh, sci-fi game cat Henry that puts timestamps into the show. Uh, Rypop that gets us uploaded to podcast services of your choice. Uh, I don't check in on the podcast very often, but Rypop keeps a close eye on it. So make sure you leave uh, leave reviews uh, telling people how much you love PSVR Gamescast Live over on Spotify, wherever you listen to it. Um, and so, because uh, yeah, we want to make sure that it's, it's getting into as many hands as it should get into. Um, but thanks, yeah, you, you guys are fucking awesome. Thanks everybody who helps channel run uh, financially. Patreon.com slash without pearl games over here by being a member. Uh, people who tip during the show, people who hang out, shoot the shit in the chat. Of course, everybody who sits back, watches the show, doesn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there. And we love you just as much. Happy Friday, Miles. Happy Friday, Brian. Happy Friday, Game Cats. Have a wonderful weekend and hopefully see you Sunday for Among Us VR. Hell yeah. Let's go. Steve IRE in the chat says, one day those spiders are the ones who will use the guns. Dude, can you imagine if <laughs> if you were playing kill it, mode. kill it with fire uh, and uh, you're, you know, you're running around and you're shooting, you're shooting uh, spiders thinking you have the upper hand and then one spider comes out and he's got finger guns on all eight arms. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Miles, do you want to set up this clip of the week for us? God, it feels weird actually doing a clip of the week like this. I know. Uh, Going to try to stay on top of this shit. I'm bad at it. Yeah, no, no. Cool, man. Uh, no, I, I edited this little clip because um, it was just an amazing moment on Among Us VR. I just think this per 
per- perfectly encapsulates what most of the uh, environments are when you're dealing with kids <laughs> who are hilarious. Um, all I will say in this is I was the the black bean, if that's what they're called, uh, or cream. Um, I was not an imposter in this clip, but as this kid is like <laughs> saying who he thinks is the imposter, I'm stood right next to him saying nothing, so he sounds like really really nervous. And then I play a little trick on him at the end, and uh, yeah, I enjoy this shit out. I saw I'm you too as well. I to do my task, and then I saw Purple dead. And I, well, and I saw, and I saw Black go the way, where, where, where. I saw Black go where, where. I saw Black go where the way is to. I, Black I took the pattern when Black was. I don't even. I was following black because because I wasn't trying to follow black. It's just my tack was was over where black was. And then when I went to and then when I went to electrical, I I saw purple. I'm skipping. I have no idea what green was on about. I'm not gonna put a vote. I don't know who. I'm gonna kill you. It's the flailing arms. Everyone's had enough of him. He's gonna kill me. Uh, <laughs> he said he's gonna kill me. Dude, dude. So good. Chris Forthenberry sums it up perfectly in the chat. It says, bless his heart. He's trying to say something. Like, I know. <laughs> and I'm literally like, as he's talking about it could be me, I'm stepping closer and closer to him. So he's like, he's trying to tell the others about it's it's him. And I'm just there like, really? Is it me? Is it me? Um, and then I like the others are saying, uh, yeah, well, like, just like, yeah, we're, we're done with this guy. Absolutely Dude, adorable. You torturing this kid is I like I'm sorry the least funny thing about this because yes. this kid is like if you could think of like a, the most generic conversation you could have with a six year old this is it this is how yeah. six year olds talk and like yeah. it's oh my god it's who who in the chat said it I think was it Geisen yeah Geisen says adorable yet frustrating and I think that yeah. sums it up perfectly. <laughs> But it just like oh man, I've just had so much fun playing Among Us. Like I, I, as I've mentioned before, I, I was I never really bought into the flat screen version because obviously um, not everyone uses microphones. Whereas on VR, naturally everyone has the microphone, which mm-hmm. is definitely an important element of it. And there've just been some incredible moments on it. There was one where it was four of us left, two imposters, two innocent, and we we'd done all our tasks we're waiting in the main room and then these two guys come in and go hey guys what are you doing and they stab us both at the same time and that was it and it was just like there's just so much magical moments uh and then there was a bit there was one imposter left two innocents they do the um uh what's it called sabotage mm-hmm. and it's the one way two of you in the room one on each side puts a handprint on and so we're running there and i'm like he literally just has to stab one of us and that's it. And uh, he waited by the button and we managed to press it just in time. So like, oh, nice. there's some really good moments on it. Like this, there's just so much magic. So really looking forward to playing with some game cats on, on Sunday. 
Oh, dude, um, the chat is fucking on fire as always. Uh, Izzard says it's probably a 45-year-old man with a voice changer. Uh, 40, the four-dimensional game cat says, Timmy fell down the well. <laughs> Steve Irie yeah. uh, says it's like a South Park episode. I mean, fucking spot Oh, on. my goodness. Spot on. Knock, knock, because it's been free for the Quest Plus or whatever it is, is just full of young kids who are saying like, <laughs> does he be my friend? And it's just oh, like God. unbelievable. And like, play this game and it's just unbelievable so every time you go into a match or knock with some randoms you're like who are we against we're against a pro and they're like what this? and it's like yeah i think we're gonna win this match unbelievable i love it i love it and uh, a great way a great way to send you guys off for the weekend uh <laughs> I've got I've got I've got plans with my family tomorrow, and uh, and I've been sleeping a lot and just trying to get caught up on life and and, and normalcy. Uh, I'm going to do my best That's to good. have a PSVR this week out this weekend, but uh, no promises. Uh, my, I apologize in advance if it doesn't come out. Other than that, guys, have a wonderful weekend. Uh, be nice to each other. <laughs> we love you all. <laughs> bye bye.